Hanukkah times, depending on how and where and what you're celebrating. Oh, it's totally over Hanukkah. Yeah, well, you, know, you don't have 12 days. Totally over. Sure, so. Yeah, we got 12 days of Christmas, so that's a lot more fun. Oh, Christmas gets from fucking Thanksgiving or fucking Halloween, depending on where you live. Dude, you like, one of my local stations has been doing Christmas music since November 1st. I was thinking, like... That's what I mean. That's what I mean. <laughs> and I, I, I maintain this. Those dipshits over in England, they got it all wrong. Turkey Day comes first, goddammit. I mean, really, that's <laughs> that's really how it should be. We hadn't even declared independence yet. Those motherfuckers better be celebrating Turkey Day with us. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it is it's it is a little bit silly how early things get started on the whole Christmas vibe. But then again, yeah. it's not as silly when you consider that basically everything's been commercialized, so it's whatever. But anyway, that's not what we're starting on. We're starting on something else, which is actually kind of good news. And that is the, uh, the Reconciliation Monument at the Arlington National Cemetery, uh, known by uh, Wikipedia only as... The Confederate Memorial, which, uh, of course it is. Because That's wrong. Fucking Wikipedia, whatever. It has a proper title. Nonetheless, uh, this was designed by a, um, a Jewish fellow by the name of Moses uh, Jacob Ezekiel. He was committed by the uh, United Daughters of the Confederacy in uh, November 1910 to design that. It was basically uh, set up as a, a monument of, you know, this, this was a great folly and, you know, great tragedy that befell all of us, and we need need to be reminded that you know this sort of thing should never ever happen again we've come together and we're going to scan together and then you know you can look at the sculpture itself it's it's quite the lovely piece of work it depicts uh, union and confederate soldiers uh, black soldiers as a matter of fact are depicted on there as well it um i believe it has someone buried underneath as well as uh soldiers you know on the in the area being that you know it's obviously the arlington national cemetery but that was due to be uh, demolished or taken down or so removed. Or part moved of what or... I really have a problem with here is that Biden decided to do that in Arlington Cemetery. Um, that monument represents, uh, what, a half million deaths? Yeah. Effectively. Not the um, South. Not the North. All of them. American deaths. Half a million American deaths from the Civil War. And he was getting ready to fucking bulldoze that shit. Um, every one of those graves in there besides that monument. You know, it's imagine if, if he'd taken it to the memorial wall. You know, and uh, the, the uh, and like taken it to the Vietnam uh, memorial and said, We're, who the hell wants all this black marble here? We're just yeah. going to go ahead and get rid of it. That would have been that would have been fucking asinine. This is exactly that same level. I, it, in, in, More so, honestly, because Vietnam didn't happen here. And here's the thing: is is like call it how you want, as far as how the war happened, etc. The end result is these are people who fought for their country, and you don't have to sit. You don't even have to accept the uh, the Confederate side. You can say, well, they don't count; they're all traitors. Fine. That monument still represents Union. Soldiers. That represents the reconciliation after the war 
when we had to grapple as a nation the fact that we're still living together. It means exactly that. And that we can't just fall right back into war. The, the idea is to not do that again. It's supposed to be a reminder of that, that we can find common ground with our differences after we've put our weapons down. It's the yeah. whole entire basis of why we have a republic in the first place as well. It's the whole entire point of having a, a, a representative system is that we're supposed to cede that kind of violence to the enforcement of our government against other four nations, not against us. We are supposed to put aside our weaponry and, and sit down and try to be civil with each other. Yeah, exactly. It's not like, you know, it's not like you know, senators are fucking us in the ass. We'll get to that. But anyway, before we do, um, yeah, anyway, uh, so there was this judge that was appointed uh, in the last uh. <laughs> a while ago, a uh, judge by the name of uh, Rosie Alston, and he's issued a restraining order halting the removal of that memorial, which, uh, bless him, and uh, in a footnote on his uh, specific notes on that, he's noted that it takes very serious the representations of the office of the court and should the representations in this case be untrue or exaggerated, the court may take appropriate sanctions. So there is the opportunity that the people that have instigated this might see some. Might well, I've, see I've some got a good uh, sanction. I got a good sanction. Just uh, don't bury Biden there. I mean, he doesn't deserve it. Pretty much. I mean, we got a couple of active volcanoes, right? You know, I mean, what is it? You, you throw a virgin. Well, no, no, no. Think about it this way: you throw a virgin into a volcano, it stops, right? Joe, Joe has got like by proxy a lot of you know virgin uh, on him. So you know, no, no, no. I, I got, I got one better here. Um, you see, in the South China Sea. They want more land. So I say what we do is we chuck him into the into the mouth of a, uh, a smoker on the bottom. No, we, no, 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 no. He sat and, uh, and, no, 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 he, no. no, by his own free up. will, he chooses to, to do these things. Well, I don't know. Okay, sure. He, he takes a submarine down and he ends up plowing it straight into the uh, into the soft bedrock. Oh, okay, so it's like, like a Biden journey to the center of the earth. Okay, I'm, I'm digging it. Okay. Yeah, something like that, except that ends about a foot or two underneath it. Oh, that's fine. That's and fine. Then, um, you know, I mean, I and then, and then, of course, it, it raises new land, and then the Philippines get a little more territory. Oh, so so it'd be kind of like that uh, Star Star Trek movie where um where uh, the guy with the ears did the thing, and there was a new planet. Kind of, yeah. Yeah, so it would be a happy ending. That sounds nice. Well, it would be a different kind of happy ending from what he's used to, but yeah. Well, an actual one, as opposed to you know the the nomenclature. You know, wherein people would actually be happy. But anyway, that's that's neither here nor there. So, uh, well, it's not neither here nor there, actually. it's This is actually legitimately some, some really you excellent know, news. In a gang rape of one of their own, nine out of ten Bidens were happy afterwards. Uh, yeah, I guess I guess it all depends on, you know, your, your perspective there and, you know, whether you're Ashley or not. But Democracy! You know, that's, you know, we're, we're splitting hairs here and getting, getting into the minutia that maybe is a, maybe isn't appropriate for this holiday season and this, this time of joy. Uh, speaking of joy, um, 
we were also talking about this, how Harvard has really opened up uh, academia to uh, really a wider swath of people, you know, that may not have had access to it before. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of folks. Of they're not they're not super good writers, and you know they might not have gotten they are into Harvard. Engineers and doctors, sir. They they are now, but um, <laughs> but yeah, or uh, you know, you know, university presidents even for that matter. But either way, yeah, yeah, how about that? So it seems that. Um, well, I, I'll repeat what I said before. I think Claudine Gay is really probably the perfect person to represent what Harvard stands for in the modern era. I mean, really, could could you ask for someone who espouses their collegiate views more eloquently? I mean, not only that, I mean, she has uh, quite literally echoed the words of great thinkers past. Uh, I believe in 11 different occasions she echoed those words, literally, in her yeah, written... Uh, or was it five? <laughs> Whatever. <sighs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. The the long and short here is Claudine Gay has engaged in uh, what you might call numerous uh, examples of plagiarism. And, uh, well, let, let, me, let me just pull this up here, reading from... The uh, Harvard. Ah, here we go. If a Harvard student were to turn in a paper with the same missing citations and quotation marks, what would the university call it and how would it respond? That is the question asked by the Boston Globe editorial board. And, you know, it's a good question. We need to see, you know, where where we stand on this. You know, like I said, are we are we democratizing the uh, the access to this higher education, making it so that you know anybody that can, you know, Google a paper and copy and paste it can get in there, or you know, do we want slightly more rigorous standards of uh, education? Mm. You know. Hello, gents. Oh, hey, what's up, man? Steve. I I uh, I have been. I apologize. I was in Florida last weekend, and then I was in uh, uh. Colorado this past week, so I missed everything else. But I, uh, I, I haven't. I, have, I, uh, I just wanted to say. Uh, so Evan told me that you got you finished your PhD, man. No, not is yet. that correct? Oh, nope. Wait, I thought you already had one. No, no. Oh. It's not done I was gonna wish. Anything. What are you oh. taking so I long for? Because I, I gonna bust. Can. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell you think? I'm not done yet. Well, Get the damn know. robot. <laughs> You know what they say. Jews rule the world. I am well The rest of us though. have to have a job. <laughs> uh, how are you guys doing? I have, I have not My job is managing you, sir. We're uh, uh, ringing in the holiday cheer. That's, that's true. That's true. I, I, suppose, I suppose, you know, you got to rule the world starting small. With seven with seven and a half billion employees, it's a little bit tough to get one on one time. I I guess I guess it. that's true. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's been crazy. This week looked nuts. It yeah, absolutely nuts. nuts. It has been that. 
Oh, the, but my the... uh, my wife finished her master, uh, so oh. congratulations to oh, her. Oh, congrats! Uh, I I got to hang out with a whole That's bunch awesome. of hardcore lefties for a little while. <laughs> that was that was interesting because that was her See, her business crew. They finally got together after like their you whole mentioned thing, so. nuts and hard, and uh, uh, we're getting dangerously close to the topic that was coming up. Yeah. Well, you know, it's it's kind of funny because we were we were sitting at this table, right? So she's a business. Uh-huh. She was a, she got her MBA, MBA. and so okay. uh, she's oh, she goodness. with the graduation, everybody showed up, and she and her uh, confederates there for her business proposal. We all got dinner together at a steakhouse, and apparently two oh. of them were militant leftists, and it was like oh. one person with an impulse control issue, and the other person was like. Probably severely bipolar, and what's really funny, they had a they had a they had a gay dude on their team, and he was the coolest, chillest dude there. Like he was like he's listening to these people, and his boyfriend was there with us or husband. I'm not sure which. I'm assuming husband. Uh, But uh, yeah, he was he was that guy was like, what the fuck? They're two. They're both engineers. And everybody else is in this with an MBA for a business program and mm. trying to – it was kind of funny. Like all of a sudden the gay guys shut down as soon as they admitted to being militant leftists. And when I turned around, I said, well, I'm a militant libertarian. They're like, yeah. Hmm. So, <laughs> so we have to we have to keep in mind that as much as the LGBT block votes Democrat, most of them, when they do, hold their nose. A uh, lot of them are, just, are otherwise relatively normal people. Yeah, but a lot of them are really – like that, that they, we were, they were definitely the chillest people pride. there. Yep. Like, most of them don't like, don't even like pride because why the fuck would you like someone else shouting bullshit in your name? Well, and I think that that's that's a key, a key thing to keep in mind because you know, obviously, I know the topic that we're going to go into next, and that's <laughs> uh, an awful topic for a lot of reasons. But it it is yes. important to keep in mind that when we we stand. And we take political stances on issues of science or math or logic or reason. Sometimes or when, or on, on sometimes we'll you know you end up going after essentially a demographic, but it's not to go after the demographic for being that demographic. In most cases, the majority of people, or at least a significant proportion of those people, are chill and people that you could have a great beer with and grab a burger with, and it's uh-huh. always good to remember that. Yeah. It's the uh, the crazy ass motherfuckers that get into politics, not the normies, or just the crazy. Yeah, yeah you can take out the mother part there and still be quite accurate. But yeah, yeah, the crazy yeah. ass fuckers. But um, yeah, there you go. <laughs> just some crazy ass fuckers. I'm telling you. Oh, it's yeah, crazy, so. crazy ass fuckers. Or so. Know. Yeah. It was. It was. It was weird, man. It was weird. Like it was wild going out to Colorado because I used to live out there. I lived out there in 2009. We um, changed a little bit. A lot. Like, a lot. <laughs> we we lived uh, so we lived in a town called Longmont when we were there. We didn't get time to visit that. Not that I really wanted to, because I, uh, I lived in, like, an area that was pay by the week, like 100 bucks a week. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a questionable place. Shared bathrooms. <laughs> we had people try to break in like all the time. A, like going to a pay by the hour hotel. Yeah. But then we, uh, you know, we did go back to Boulder, which is... Uh, so we, we lived in Kaufman Street in Longmont for uh, uh, for a little while, but then we, we moved to Boulder, and we lived at 2525 Spruce Street, and we, we walked the whole thing. My wife worked at, uh, at uh, oh, shit, what's that? 
not Pikes. I, I keep thinking Pikes Peak, but uh, Pearl Street. Pearl Street's like the main boulevard. It's oh. it's this open air mall. They bricked it off. It was all beautiful mm-hmm. back when we were there in 2009. But like after all the Californians moved into Colorado, oh. they've essentially wrecked it. Yeah, like there was always like a homeless problem. I don't want to call it a problem. I actually really don't. I, I don't want to. When we were there, I don't want to call it a problem. No, no, no. Uh, no. It the was, homeless aren't the problem. It's the Californians that caused them. Well, it, it wasn't even that. Like, they, they were – when you turn around and talk about, like, the South Park episode about the homeless and, like, moving the homeless, that's, like, no. a legit thing for Boulder. That's legitimately how shit got handled was they, they tried to, like, manage it, and they just, like they, – they swarmed through Boulder. And those guys, they went to – uh, Colorado University uh, a Boulder and so so like it was always there but the homeless had their own society and they kind of like managed their own ranks they had like they actually had internal policing policies for like what was allowed what was not yeah. they had protectors and enforcers so you know like, kind of she, like Jews and Crown Heights and Sharon probably I don't know I don't know anything about that but their own police force blah blah, blah. yeah it, it, it is like so, so you turn around and, and the Starbucks employees would let him use the bathroom. There was a dude yeah. who uh, who you know he just came in and did his thing and he'd get coffee. And they would police the ones that were legitimately dangerous to the Starbucks girls, um, and confront them and keep them away, escorting them to their cars and the whole bit because you know you'd be nice to them and they protect you. Uh, but I w- we were there and it was like it was overrun. Pearl Street had gone from being this kind of like beautiful encampment that had homeless to being overrun by homeless and a lot of the stores closed down uh actually the irony is where we used to live down on the spruce street closer to um i think it's broadway i think it's broadway it's always like a broadway in the main main strip of town but uh that whole area has just grown economically and it looks like the wealth has shifted away from where it once was You don't say where we used to live. Yeah. So the the money went away from the shit on the streets to where the shit on the streets wasn't. Yeah, pretty much. It it was kind of crazy. Oh, that's crazy. Uh, But I think they call uh, that white flight. They call it vacation now. I uh, you know we we were staying in Fort Collins and Fort Collins was amazing. Uh, Can't afford to go there. Like we're still we're still evaluating where we want to end up uh in terms of you know right now florida's actually looking pretty good the delta on incomes versus outlays is pretty good for florida uh mm-hmm. but you know it, it was it was kind of a shame to find out that basically all of the cost in colorado had exploded as much as they did and it was also kind of a shame to see like denver i you know it's so weird i come from so, you know, you guys rip on me for being from New York, for sure. And there's there's some dessert criticism there. But, like, we fucking... Our shit's clear. At least where I'm at, right? I'm not anywhere near the city. I'm in the northern part of New York. I'm in the, like, last bastion of civilization before the Adirondacks. I love being where we are. Wait, so it's you're telling me you don't have the Oahu Akbar marches going through your town? I, I have none of that, right? You know, like, Saratoga County, which is where I'm yeah, from. most fortunate. Saratoga County, when BLM protests were going on, you know, we're, we're basically sitting there because they're all, like, there's this there's this nice little river that runs between us and Schenectady and Albany County and all the other stuff. And, you know, mm-hmm. we're, we're basically sitting on our side of the bridge going r- Red Rover, Red Rover, send BLM on over, right? Like, it's it's like, uh, you know, fuck around and fuck about and find out. That's that's probably the bumper sticker from my county. Um, 
but you know it, it's the wildest thing because we have homeless but they kind of they're in that same classic managed homeless civilization thing uh they they have a cabal they all just get together they work and panhandle the streets then they pool their money and buy a house and do drugs and that's that's how that fucking sector of society runs and that's great i'm okay with that right you know it's keep it out of my face but it was wild going into denver and seeing tent cities everywhere like we have homeless it's a thing we have a city there's wealth there's money they, they absolutely like they're social parasites and expecting them to be in our area they are but none of that shit is tolerated here and you talk to you talk to the folks who are living in denver and they're like oh yeah you know it's kind of gotten to be a problem i'm like motherfuckers are camping out on the street in your city like i would be if i was if i was the the mayor of the city my my instructions to the cop would be once daylight hits go in find every single one of those things that's empty and pitch it into a fucking dumpster and move on with your day Right, like put out an order. Well, okay, Gavin, no. we don't all have she coming to visit, so we can't just go right. and do that sort of thing. <laughs> well, I mean, that that's that's just it, it was wild to see. Oh, it no, was it really, really wild to see homeless encampments. Like it is, it is. I don't have an issue. Mm -hmm. Like I love camping. I'm an outdoors guy. Half the time, I'm not at the show. I'm, <laughs> I'm somewhere else. Well, no, no. You you make no a good point there. Reception. You make a great point there, though. You're not camping in the city. You're outdoors. Yeah. So I have nothing like there's. Like, I, what the I fuck don't... Are you doing? You don't camp in cities. That's not a place for camping. Yeah. Yeah. You want to pitch a tent? That's fine. Like you know, you want to live out of a tent. I mean, during the economic recession, I saw people living out of their vans, out in the middle of the woods. I'm, I'm, I get it, right? Like, and there are cheap and and awesome ways to do it, but like I. I, I have seen people well, say, "Oh, well, you know, it's not humane." Well, well motherfucker, you, you like have you don't have a right to space. You kind of have to wonder though about this. You know, are these people in the same kind of situation as the ones in San Francisco, where it's just they've found a place that's willing to give them everything they want, and they can just fuck off and have whatever kind of fuck off hey, life they want? Hey, give me needles, and I can have all the fentanyl I want. I mean, that's well, I that and that's kind of the thing. thing. In my pill jug, I'm set. I, I think, I think what ends up happening is you have the the left is very empathetic people. And there is as and much as I, people. as much as I, well, see that that comes with the empathy thing, though, right? Like when you're ruled by emotions. Did you guys ever see the Barbie movie? I know that's a. I'm not. I'm not no. doing a hard change there. Oh no, I've it's seen actually, I've seen Spartacus, so basically, yes. I, I will. I will tell you the Barbie movie's pretty great. I, I didn't it's get a Spartacus to story. It. It's actually, pretty great. No, I've heard but it's pretty good. The, I just haven't had time or, or motivation to see it. It, it is. It oh is, yeah, the main character is, I think actually uh, just won an award for uh, his song. <laughs> I I can tell you that like so so that was one of the few things we could watch on the plane. Um, I thought it was going to be super cringe, and I was going to watch it for cringe purposes. But they actually did political commentary, and they did it from a non. I don't want to say that it's from a non-biased perspective, but they ripped feminism a new asshole in a very yes. spectacular way. Yes, the like uh, I, I did see the scene with the um, uh, the one the one woman that just kind of went off on a little fucking ramp, and like that that little snippet was supposedly emblematic of the overall the overarching uh, which cluster fucking of it. Which rant? Uh, there, there's oh my god, it was like it was like this. this 
woman talking about patriarchy, this, that, and the other, and there was like two other women in the room with her. Uh, could be. So, so they actually they bring up these probably. they bring up these comments, and so they basically it opens with Space Odyssey two thousand one, uh, mm -hmm. done with dolls, huh. <laughs> and Barbie as the obelisk. <laughs> I shit you not, I was laughing. <laughs> Whole music and theme song, like I was laughing so hard at that. Uh, and then it dives into, oh, you know, all the problems of feminism have been cured. And they go into a mate, basically the feminist society. And that's what Barbie land is. Barbie land right. is the feminists have the run of things. And it's kind of shitty for every male, like really shitty for every male. And that's actually the point that Ken makes half the time throughout <clears throat> that movie. But one of the uh, one of the uh, trying to tie this back to um, to. Uh, the lefty stuff is they think they're doing good but they're they're also kind of cruel and they're super naive about it and then all of a sudden given and and what ends up happening is barbie land goes to shit because ken comes to the the real world and in the in the real world ken sits there and thinks it's run under patriarchy right and he thinks that that's a great thing and that's this is where they ripped on the feminist and all of a sudden he tried to get a job and do any one of these things that are like high status things in the world where in barbie land women get it just because they're women in uh, our society they have to have degrees and all of these other things so it goes back to barbie land and takes all of those status things he takes the idea of patriarchy with him and it goes from a matriarchy to a patriarchy and essentially the films that basically says both of these systems suck and half of like ken's thing is it wasn't really nice when i had to deal with this was it um but you, you deal with the lefties, and they're they're very empathetic, and and a lot of these kinds of concepts, like hey, maybe if we just, what's that? So I've been noticing a lot of their empathy. Well, I mean, uh, that's the Jewish <laughs> thing is is. I is suppose that's a different I, issue. <laughs> I think that's a different issue, but like when you go into this homelessness, they think they're being empathetic, but all they're really doing is just making it easier to stay there and they're not they're yeah. not you know they they think they're doing a great better. time thing because yeah it makes them feel better to not throw out the homeless encampment it makes them feel but better they, also to help out these poor people that are of such lower class than them right and they have no acknowledgement that some of these things are based on personal bad decisions and by making it easier to be homeless, you just basically make it so they stay homeless. There's no incentive yeah. for them to get better. Uh, and I remember I, I saw... There's no incentive for them to be there and be a reminder that they're not doing as bad. Right, exactly. Like, And, and that's kind of what I think... Uh, I think there is a... Uh, uh, like a self-satisfaction that comes from it. That's, that's why I've, yeah, I've never really accepted... I've never accepted the idea of like altruism as a thing. So uh, because altruism is, is a thing, but they are not exemplifying it. No, I don't. I don't know. So, so the, the hard least. part about the hard part about altruism is that if you do if you do a good thing for altruistic measures, then you automatically feel good because you did a good thing. So is it really altruistic? Yeah. So I I don't think uh, I, don't I would think say it's... altruism is entirely tied to a hedonistic drive. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. It, yeah, I'd agree with it that. It is an evolutionary advantage to do good for your tribe because then your tribe prospers with you inside it. Correct. So that's I'm perfectly fine with that as a definition for altruism. Now, well, I don't see, need but, any, any but grand, then, higher, whatever to be associated. But if you if you it. talk about altruism as a concept, altruism as a concept runs into 
if you feel good about what you did, then it's not really altruistic. Well, right? you, see, you did a good thing, thing is, but it's not altruistic <laughs> because you got a reward. Well, well, let me, here, let me posit this then. Um, there's a difference between just doing, and maybe this is because you know I'm Jewish and I understand that a mitzvah is not a good deed; it's just what you ought to do. And so, like, I don't go out there and every I don't go telling every person every good deed I've done because it's just like, well, I ought to do that. It's, it's expected. Yeah, and I agree with that. And so, like, there's a difference between like, say, helping a guy with a flat tire on the side of the road because he saw it. And then shutting up about it for the rest of your life, and then say, you know, a person is short by a nickel, and you give them a dime, and then you start telling everyone on Instagram. There's a huge difference between those things. And, and I I agree with that. And I think but that you can you can easily put some people in certain uh, uh, certain groups uh, falling on that that kind of extreme divide, and certain people on the other side of that. And I think that the uh, the person five cents short getting the five cent boost is probably going to be your homeless people in California. I, well, and I think I think because afterwards there's the, the whole Instagram part. When you talk to the whole all the lefties, that's kind of what you end up getting is that they're not, yeah. they're either doing it because they want to feel better about themselves, uh, or they're doing it because they are so afraid of of the idea of making someone else uncomfortable that they're not willing to essentially help these people well, by... it also makes them it's niceness versus kindness is really what it comes down to yeah lefties yeah. are very nice conservatives are kind. kind but yeah. kindness is not about not about making someone feel great all the time it's about it can, helping them achieve their long-term best interest it can it can feel downright shitty to have someone be kind to you it, it can absolutely <laughs> that's fair right like <laughs> and i i generally my wife, my wife tells me that I'm mean all the time, and I, you know, this is part of our sure. debate. Is is, I she's absolutely right. I'm not a nice person, I but I am a kind person. I, I care very much about an individual's long term <laughs> success, but I care very little about how well oh, they God. feel about it during the, funniest the process. Funniest part, the funniest part is how this is all euphemized in in 300. Because I am kind. <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. When Xerxes gives the speech to the deformed guy, uh, what the fuck's his name? Uh, uh, start with an O or whatever. Uh, he's like, you know, where, uh, whereas the Leonidas demands yeah. that you stand, I only, I only, I only ask that you kneel. Uh, I <laughs> and see. At the end of his little, at the end of his little spiel, he's like, because I am kind. Ah. <laughs> I I see, I see. But yeah, that, that had was... nothing to do with him being kind. If he was, it's, this is. As far as this goes, this is a Democrat saying he's being kind with the whole yeah, homeless thing. Yeah, and that's that's what that was the that's joke what part. I ended up. Oh, I get it. I get it. I, that was the yeah. weird part about being out there was that like that duality. And I remember I remember running into this in lefty circles was yeah. that they would do something that was oh we're gonna help take care of the homeless people, but do absolutely nothing to deal with the mental illness or drug addiction or any of the other problems associated. No, no, no. With they'll that. do something to help with the drug addiction, just not help get rid of it, but to help it along. Yeah, I suppose that's probably true. But yeah, that was that was wild. That was the wildest thing there. Let, let's take, it was, uh, let's it take was, a look it, here. I, I just want to on that specific note because it's really worth talking about. Because as it stands, they had something like, uh, oh shit, well, this is like 600 some million dollars set aside in California 
to deal with homelessness that was just, I want to say this year, upped by like another 200 million almost. And what the fuck are we still talking about? Well, you know, and and the issue, the issue, I think that we've we've touched on it before. What the biggest reason that we have a homeless crisis is that we got rid of asylums, right? Yeah. There used to be a place for the yeah. mentally ill. We routinely and... touched on that. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I have personally and, and... said I don't even know how many times we used to help these people in reference yeah, to we did. how many different fucking groups of absolutely traumatized people that should not be in the fucking public. Yes, and and that's that's kind of the hard part is that, like we use I I people sit there and talk about universal healthcare. I don't know if I believe in universal healthcare for all things, but I certainly believe in universal mental healthcare. And that that you know that's what we used to have with the asylum system, and now we're in this place where these people you know well, the, you know, mentally you, ill you know, and the drug actually, addicted that's a they really go out. Excellent point that we should probably dwell on for a quick second. Because we can compare that to what's been rolled out in in the name of universal health care. You know, that universal mental health care, was it perfect? Far from it. Far from it. It tried. It universal failed a lot what? of times. The um, the um, mental health care system, as it was. The, uh, the oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it tried. It failed more often than it succeeded, but it tried. And we can compare that pretty well to uh, Obamacare. It's like, does do, on paper, does it look like a good thing? Yeah. Does it look like it's there to help people? Yeah. Is it? Maybe not. Maybe it needs to go and we need something better. And that's true. But the thing is, when we got rid of that one, there was nothing to replace it. We just closed them and sent these people on their fucking way. Yep. There, there, there well, was there was no fallback. There was no, we're going to get you people into help. We're going to get you into halfway houses. Well, and, there, and there was nothing. The there thing. was there 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 wasn't even charity. There weren't even organizations like uh, the Salvation Army, for instance, that were trying to to go in and fill these gaps. It the ball was just dropped. Just there, it's done. A, a fucking cannonball in the ocean. And and the, the the crazy thing is that like you know and again I I dealt with my my sister in law there who was the junkie, and the difficult thing that you, you end up realizing is a lot of these problems that she got to could have been alleviated had she been arrested, right? And and gone to jail, like actually just take her out of the system and force her to get clean for some period of time. And the same thing's true with these with these asylums outside of the mentally ill, which is a portion of the homeless problem. That's really the only thing you can do for an addict is essentially some form of incarceration. Yeah, be it a halfway house, be it a recovery project, whatever whatever it may be. Yeah, I mean, yeah, when. When you can't control yourself, you can't control yourself. You cannot. Nope. That's that's the that's the long and short of the whole story. I mean, and that's that's the the difficult that that was the difficult thing about being being in Colorado again was when we were there, a lot of this stuff was in better control. But the Californians 
fled California during COVID, and they did, took their policies with them, right? And and we, you know we were always kind of hoped to, that they wouldn't take their policies; they would learn from their mistakes. But it's very clear that they did not. And the end result is that the situation out there has gotten a lot worse. Now that's not to say that's that is Boulder, that is Denver. Uh, Fort Collins, which is where we were staying, which she was Colorado State. That was amazing. I loved Fort Collins. That was that was exactly like that was actually closer to, I think, my vibe than uh, Boulder was even when we were there. But it was, you know, we didn't really run into homeless encampments or any of the other stuff. So it's not riddling all of the population centers in Colorado. It just happens to be Denver has the full tent cities. Boulder probably has a tent city that we didn't see uh, based on the number of people there. You know, there was, like, cops standing and guarding the fucking public bathrooms. And that shit's, like, prison style, right? You didn't even have a, a, a seat that goes down. I went in to go take a... Well, I was going to go the go take a shit. I walked in there, and, you know, cops guarding the door on the women's side. Uh, some sort of incident had clearly taken place in the bathroom. Uh, so sure. my wife went in on that side. I went in on the other one. Like, one toilet was just filled with shit. Literally just filled with shit. And there was, like, the door you closed. Know, There's no lights. I'm surrounded by homeless people. I decided I was not going to do that. It kind of it kind of makes you wonder if the grand difference between leaving your leaving uh, your mark on, on the world behind inside the, inside the building or outside the building, the major difference is the roof that covers it. Ah... Uh. I mean, it's be very like this. If they're gonna, eventually they'll pack it up to the door, and then you'll have no choice but to shit outside. Well, I, I think I think at the end of the day, <clears throat> it just screams that they they haven't followed like criticize broken windows as you will. The policy itself did have a, a positive impact, in that it removed a lot of the 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 symptoms of the disease that was causing those problems in New York at the time. Yeah, and and I mean, at least there is some management of those of those uh, that kind of outfalling into society. And when you when you start talking about things like the broken window policy, that's yeah. actually still observed. At, <clears throat> and I don't mean this in the uh, in the uh, in the sense that the government's doing this en masse to the people, but it is still the general uh, the general idea. That follows through for things like OSHA and regulatory mm -hmm. compliance and whatnot is that oh, yeah. you police you police low level events in order to prevent <laughs> the occurrence of high level events. Yes. And there's there's you know I have I have legitimate beefs with that philosophy because I think that you just end up I don't think that you end well, up getting what you want out of it. But I think that uh, one that of the ways you go about that is law. that the 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 root cause analysis when you go ahead and follow those back. And you see the yeah. kind of morals. If you, what the thing, the difference here is that if you see the kind of low level stuff that you would otherwise police that causes the incident versus yes. the stuff that has no chance of causing the incident. Right. And then you say, okay, if I'm going to triage my time walking around checking boxes, I'm going to go ahead and find the shit that's going to cause the whole factory to melt down. And I'm going to make sure that shit's right squared away. I, I think there are better ways of doing it, but uh, you know, broken window stuff was level. yes, right. I but I like I do think that there's there's things that we that 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 there is a valid place for that policy, but at the same time, yeah. I think that we 
we screw it up. But I apologize for sidetracking your thing. I just thought it was a, an interesting, uh, an interesting no comment worries. that I actually got out there and saw these homeless encampments. And what was what was more astounding than anything else was that the people who were living in the area were okay with it. They just yeah, like that's desensitization <clears throat> of at a at a, a scale that involves what would otherwise be considered a war crime. Yeah, that is uh, that's actually. Is... That's what my wife. It's not even necessarily an adequate term to describe it. It's um, normalization would be a better way to say it. Yeah, hey, that's, that's that was my wife's philosophy, but it was coming from an area that doesn't tolerate that. Amazing. <laughs> I. Oh yeah, I'm, I imagine that's got to be really quite the culture shock. It was. It was a real big surprise. Real big that. surprise. I do indeed. Like, well, and, uh, and you guys just walk around them. All right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's like you're like. Well, it, I think the saddest part was was actually seeing the tents. Um, yeah. You know, we we've all seen panhandlers. We've all seen all of that stuff. But seeing seeing people who are living in a tent on a street. And, you know, and some of these other things, too, right? we're driving through this area at night. It wasn't it wasn't early in the night. And you can see that some of these people are hardcore junkies. Right. There's yeah. there's a dude who was legitimately pitching himself. And, all crying. Yeah. and it was that was horrible to see. And, and to sit there and see yeah. people saying, oh, well, I'd rather, you know, I don't think it's I don't think it, it is nice that we would you know, take and throw away these person's possessions. And I'm like, how do you consider letting them live on the street like this to be nice? That doesn't mean that, you know, we can just turn around and throw them in a house because these people can't take care of themselves, much less the man has a gun. an entire structure. He's holding it to his head. And instead of taking it away, you're giving him bullets. Exactly. That's a great fucking analogy. That's, that's how was the... That was the stunning thing. And, so, and, and we could we could take away that gun. We could say no. That sort of sounds like a red flag law, and um... <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's right. In in the <laughs> words in the words of Donnie himself, we, take away the guns first, and we'll worry about the laws second. <laughs> Who said that? <laughs> Donald, Donald Trump. <laughs> Really? Well, you don't you yeah. don't remember that one? That little genius clip of his? Yeah, that was in no, the I that don't. was in the bump stock thing when that was a the, yeah. It was either yeah, it was, I think it was bump stocks, not and it was like it was right the along the band. right along the time of the uh, fucking thing that happened in Las Vegas. That didn't happen. Mm. Nothing happened in Las Vegas. Just some right. guy that happened to have. Like ninety terabytes of child porn on his nineteen ninety two Packard Bell. Well, that's yes, that's quite a quite a few terabytes of of kitty porn. I I joke, I joke. He actually only had like three terabytes of child porn on his two thousand. Wait, I thought that whole thing. Rate. I thought we never heard anything more about that dude. We, did, we really. didn't. His brother, his brother said shit, and then he got and then he died too. mysteriously. Yeah. Really? Yeah. 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 Uh, well, you know, I I guess uh, I guess that that the world works in mysterious ways. It sure does. You know, like uh, like you know, for instance, if you 
happen to be firing at a rate that's physically impossible for, you know, an AR and reloading at a rate that's physically impossible for an AR and breaking out ballistic glass with a hammer or, you know, you trip and fall and accidentally shoot yourself in the head with your single action 357 revolver. But these are all just entirely coincidental things, and I'm I'm just making stuff up that never happened and is not related to what we were just talking mm. about at all. Mm. Speaking wow. of unrelated things, and uh, we honestly don't are have we to, gonna, to are give we this gonna much go time and talk? because Aww. it's stupid. And uh, well, you know, I mean, uh, well, is already, is it really I'm already it, a pumpkin time here? Exactly. So yeah, but uh, but you don't really have a pumpkin time. Come on now. I, I, I kind of do. I have, to, I have shit to do. Yeah, well, uh, and my voice is starting to get a little rough, so I but, also could but be mindful. There's something I did want to cover because... And, and oh, I know. I know what you want to cover. You no, are, well, no, you it's, are it's, really it's, excited about this all weekend. It brings long. a tear to my I eye saw that you, I cannot share this I, moment I with am, you. I am but sure I'd rather that... talk about what I posted in, the, in our staff chat here. Oh, would that be the... Um, the the ever increasing desire of we're going to Europeans to have, war, boys. to have oil and products shipped not, just, not, not around just oil, the Strait of Hormuz. Let's see here. It's uh yep. Oh yeah, I was wondering what was what that was about. I saw a couple posts on it, but I didn't see like I've seen also, a lot of the stuff been, showing that the tankers for attention. So yeah, long and short, um Yemen and uh, the Houthis have been well, not not Born. in the Houthis, just the Houthis, oh, because the, Yemeni, the, Houthis. the Yemen government is in is in Qatar and Saudi Arabia, because uh, they get they've been chased out of their own country, which is now half run by the Houthis. No, well, I mean that that's going to be a a big deal. That that will be significantly felt, and that'll be one of those we're things. Sending, that everybody... We're sending. So we are going to lead a co an international coalition of ten navies against the Houthis in Yemen. All right. Well, so so that, this no, that's, is, this right, is, that means we're going to war with Yemen, which is just like yet what, another what surprises me about this is is there used to be so I think it was under Reagan was where the U.S. policy was we don't negotiate with terrorists, we just show up with right. special forces and kill them all, and and like that is that that like I know people don't think it's kind or nice, or I guess they don't think it's nice, but I think it's kind. I, kind of when when October seventh happened, when October seventh happened, and that whole travesty there, where the uh, Hamas decided to go into Israel, what Biden should have done is he should have activated all of the special forces units, sent in black ops helicopters into a nation that's not really a nation. He's let's be honest. Our citizens back. And they just basically killed everybody on the way to getting our citizens back and the Israelis back. And that's what it should have been. It should have been like he should yeah. have just been quiet about it. And said nothing, and said, "Look, you know, it's it's a it's an internal domestic matter." And all of a sudden, a week or two later, every single Hamas person is is now, is dead between him and a captive. The interesting thing will be how Saudi Arabia acts because Saudi Arabia still wants peace and they're still following the Abraham Accords. So, well, I mean, that will be I, very interesting to see how they're it's like because Yemen's going to bitch for help, and they're going to expect Saudi Arabia to come help them because they're right there, and they're not going to get it. At least not right away. If it gets protracted and prolonged, and we end up in this fucking entrenched war, and it's going to be crap. What we should do is just sit there and wait. And wherever every every missile that comes out, 
we should send 10 right back where it came from and then not and just do that until the missiles stop coming yep and then that will solve the like the it, it needs to be a focused thing where we don't go into yemen we just bomb yeah we, we should definitely not go into yemen because the last time we went anywhere at all that was afghanistan well again the important thing here is that if we we need to keep the mission we need to avoid mission creep and keep it all within scope the scope being that we want the red sea shipments to be free from molestation they should get through that channel without having to deal with a bunch of fucking rockets or or uh, suicide drones you know kamikaze drones being flown into them and if we can just get that you know get to the point where that shit's not happening anymore uh, it doesn't matter if the entire Yemen coast is on fire. Now, there's a really important note that I should add here that uh, is, is the context that we're known for. That being that, of course, the Houthis were removed from the terror <laughs> list by we're Joe no, Biden. We're just, let's, let's put clarifiers yeah. on that. We're known by four people. Four, mostly bats. Four, <laughs> and four to seven. And, 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 hey, hey, no, it's, we're known by me. Evan and Bats, and then whoever that's, else shows that's, up. That's right. Oh, I see how it is. <laughs> but you know that that being said, you know that uh, the the Houthis were taken off of the terror list when uh, when Joe got in. So you know, he yeah, did, he did make that call of those. Uh, you know, what's funny is how many other terror lists are still on. It's not ours, huh? Well, you know, you know how it is. They, they, I mean, hey, they must uh, have some connections with Burisma or something. <laughs> I mean, Burisma did oil speculation. Maybe this is how they're shifting some uh, some prices around. I wonder what his uh, his income is going to look like in the next ten years. I don't know. As our uh, as our listener here makes the note, Yemen actually does have reasonable ballistic defense, and so a an actual conflict would be well again would be ugly really ugly. every time a missile comes every time a missile shows up where we have our ships send 10 back until the missiles stop coming out of our ships if you don't go in and, and pound the dirt like that if you don't go in well, and, and crush your enemy then it's just gonna be an entrenched bullshit war this is the exact same thing that hamas did to israel where they drew them in so that they would look bad and waste their resources and time and lives. Hey, you know, have you guys? You guys have seen the the left wing meme of like the pile of rubble, the the child crawling away, and then all of a sudden growing up to be a terrorist and saying, "Hey, this is the cause." I mean, it's it's actually like an effective left wing meme, which is surprising because they also seem to be the, missing uh, a lot of the text. I also remember the AI photo where the child had three arms. I uh. And I was I was talking about photo. I, I know I was, what you're talking about. Yeah, um, <laughs> I, I I see that, and and I've seen people. Say, you know, it goes back to the niceness versus kindness thing. And my response was, sure. so what you're saying is we missed one, <laughs> right? right? Like, I I don't. It, it, at the end of the day, one of the the things about war that has there was actually this this stupid fucking sci-fi movie back in like the early 2000s about the implementation of drones and how that dehumanizes the conflict and the the risks associated in dehumanizing what war is 
the humans get neutralized are very aware of the drones. Um, I don't know if we're talking <laughs> about the same one. It was like this hyper-smart stealth drone, and the military lost control of it. <laughs> and it was AI-powered, and... You know, could have caused all these problems, but like one the the point of the thing was that by automating our our war systems, we are we become farther and farther removed from the actual toll of war. And uh, when you see people posting shit like that, um, you know, one of the things that we need to that that needs to be tossed in there is how many people sat there and had their house blown up and saw their parents die because of war and are therefore opposed to it. And if we turn around and we, we make these, one of the downsides to surgical strikes is we make surgical strikes, which saves civilian, countless civilian lives for sure, but it also means that the cost of oh. ideological warfare is less. I'll say this. On the other side, for the other side of this argument, bombing Dresden did not stop World War II. It, certainly, it sure as shit discouraged Dresden, but the rest of Germany was pretty well aware of it and pretty upset about it. Yes, yep. As well, in a way that me. motivated them. In a way that motivated them. I mean, then again, the same the same is true in the other direction in that same conflict. Bombing London pissed off the UK to the point where they started being very aggressive. Well, you know, to be uh, fair, they that was they the, did that was send a guy to, to try and talk to him, and you know, they just threw him in jail without even listening. So where is that? Well, I yeah. mean, and. Uh, I I understand that we you risk angering the the population. But I oh, think yeah, that, but again, I, I, this is why I said we have to keep the scope appropriate. Yeah, and just bomb where the bomb where the missiles are coming out of. Send send missiles I, back to where they're coming from until they stop. I, and I agree. Simple. Although I would expand it just a just a little bit, right? You know, when I turned around and I heard that Hamas <laughs> attacked uh, Israel, my response was to glass them, right? Like just uh, wipe yeah. out the entire population, and it, a lot of people would be like, "Oh, well, that's that's genocide." No, it's not. I'm eliminating genocide. A Genocide was the uh, the the complete elimination of anyone but Palestinians from Gaza in 2005. Oh, did that actually occur? See, I Everybody, remember so, all this like terrible so when, when, stuff. And when Israel cares. pulled out, when Israel pulled out of Gaza, they forced every Jew in Gaza to move because Hamas or not Hamas at the time, uh, Fatah was. Uh, yeah, that was also Fatah Israel and, uh, though. And Palestinians, like everyone was in on that. Uh, Fatah and the Palestinian Authority were telling Israel they're going to slaughter every Jew in, in Gaza. And so they said, every Jew in Gaza, move or die. Mm. And so all the Jews left. And, of course, the Christians that left uh, went from a population of, uh, 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 what was it, 5,000 or whatever, down to a population of 2,000. Or no, it was mm. 1,000. Uh, so the, 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 you know, when they talk about being multicultural in there, they always point to the Orthodox Christians and their one church that serves uh, 1,000 people out of the 2 million that live in Gaza. Uh, and that's, by the way, the sum total of the diversity in Gaza. Everyone else is a Palestinian Muslim. Or, you know, Semite, if you like. No. Mm, they, they're, they're Semite. They're Semitic peoples, absolutely. So the, Ottoman, the, Ottoman, the reason they exist is the Ottoman Empire pulled in people from the disparate parts of the empire. The people that were there before uh, left. They part of the diaspora. Evan, you're, you're going you're gonna to piss off the ruler of the world here. Come on now. <laughs> I, I fly close to the sun. It's it's in the job description. It's fine. Hand in your gun and your badge. <laughs> we 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 know we know for sure that Craig is Craig is a very intelligent person, and we know that 
if he's not employed, it's not because he's not employed. It's because he's employed by the secret government. Oh yeah, the, yeah. the super yeah. secret Shadow Zog. There we go. Yeah, he he we works have our, for we have Ro- he works for the Rothschild. We have that's, our meetings on Bikini Tuesdays. Oh, I figured I figured you are right up there with the central bank. You know, they they turn oh, around totally. whenever they, they you're sitting there, you're voting on the board. Oh yeah, that's that's how that works. Yeah, that's 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 how poor I am. That's. <laughs> That's true. That's I true. Come in, I come in and they go, Token, welcome. Uh, speaking of Token, I actually went to South Park. That was that was cool. No. That's the second oh, yeah? time I've been you, to South Park. You did the pilgrimage, did you go to huh? Greeley? I did. I did. I actually here. I'm gonna post a picture. Greeley? I I have. I did. Yeah. No. We we actually. So we were we were dropped when we went skiing on uh, on Saturday. Uh, we it's the second time I've been there. Right. We drove through that yeah. area when we went to uh, like I think it's Green Mesa. But I have a picture okay. to show you guys for sure. I'm gonna post it in staff chat. Uh, and Evan can can circulate it because it is real, and it is stunning. Although it's a is, little bit different. Is it a statue of a, of a Confederate? No, 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 no. Let's see here. <laughs> uh, let's go to staff chat, and then we will add. I got to get through all of my my nice well, really while cool. While you're doing that, I actually here. read off a really fun tweet that here uh, that guy put out here. Here recently. it is. That's real. It's wow. a real building. So is. from the show, <laughs> from the show, that is South Park <laughs> Elementary. And it looks almost exactly like they have an expansion on the building. It looks right. almost exactly <laughs> like the building. Holy shit. Dude, that's awesome. It is. That's it so is. fucking it, cool. <laughs> it, it did the pilgrimage. I, I got to... I gotta send this to my brother. Damn it, that's awesome. <laughs> it is. It is legitimately like we we were driving around because we tried to find South Park Elementary, and so so when you get out to South Park, right? It's it's this town. It, the actual town is called Fairplay, and it is. You go through the mountains and you get to this huge area that's basically like you know if you you wrinkle your sheets, there's every once in a while you get those patches that are surrounded by wrinkles. That's what happens, right? And so that area is called Park County. And it's this huge, gigantic open space, completely surrounded on all sides by crazy mountains. It's at like 10,000 feet elevation. And there's a couple little towns up there, but the big one is Fairplay. And uh, Fairplay is what is known as South Park, Colorado. You get to see the South Park ambulance. They used to actually, when we, the first time we went there back in 2009, they actually had a, like a... South Park from the show cut out of the thing to like symbolize themselves that they've taken it down since. But I, I, you know, now with modern GBS, I pulled it up and looks like South Park Elementary is on this thing. So we drove around this little itty bitty town looking for South Park Elementary. And they have built the entire South Park Central School District around this building. So, so it's got like, you know, the high school and the middle school and all the other stuff. It occupies maybe two or three blocks of worth of buildings hmm. but that is the uh that is the actual south park elementary building oh, that's funny i think it's right now i think to be fair i think it's the middle school the second one i sent you is the actual entrance to the elementary school mm-hmm. uh but yes it it is it is real and it's clear that like some of the other aspects that aren't in the show are uh are new additions like you can see, sure. you can see in that building that 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 whole other thing that 
is there on the end with the giant glass windows. That's uh, that's a new addition. Completely different building materials were used in that. Oh, sure. But yes, mm -hmm. it is it is real, folks. There you go. It is amazing. That's, that and is, it is fucking awesome. kind of funny. <laughs> you have to wonder how many times they have people travel through and just like stop and stare at the building. Oh, but well, in, you know, in other awesome news too. Since we're talking about awesome things, I've got uh, I've got some really excellent breaking news. Is actually from today uh, regarding Warner Brothers. They're headed toward bankruptcy. Actually, they're uh, oh, really? they're down about sixty percent. They're at uh, <laughs> what? sorry, no, sorry. They stock probability they of bankruptcy, bankruptcy is at sixty percent. Excuse me. Oh, uh, because they make bombs, and not the kind that you can sell oh, in foreign countries. Uh, well, you know. Well, unless, actually, you, no, unless you yeah, not the kind that you can't sell in foreign countries. Actually, the uh, the Babylon B I think covered that pretty well. Yeah, that was an excellent piece. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I I I am surprised. Uh, you know, you you look at like what Disney did. They kind of did their announcement to the shareholders that they have a, a rather large financial risk from their politics, <laughs> and it looks like they made a really really hard turn. Um, but they aren't the yeah, only ones in that production. space. They well, they they I think they. If you well, look, Bob they released left. a new That's really the big a, thing. A new interview with the actress. And the actress was, yeah. oh, you know, it's it's a wonderful thing and the the, the Snow White stuff. But yeah, like yeah. The, the weird, they aren't the only ones us. in that space. We've been we, you know, everybody's been kind of mocking Disney, but Disney my, my I think my wife said it very well. Uh, Disney played the fuck about uh, fuck around and find out game, but they have the yeah. money to play the fuck around and find out game. They have a really, really large, diversified portfolio of content and revenue streams well, from their parks, their hotels, all their other stuff. And they are, it will take them a concerted effort to regain that revenue stream, uh, but I think they'll be able to do it. WB, on the other hand, does not have a multi-path revenue stream. No, I'll don't. say this about Disney. Disney... Not only did they have that money, but now they have data. They know exactly how far they can push that shit before people just outright reject it. Yep. And and, and at that's the end probably the... worth more money in the next two decades than all the money they were hoping to get in this decade. Yeah, well, and that's I think that there's some truth to that, right? Like, well, by that same notion, out... Bud Light is trying to figure out where that line is. They haven't found the way back oh, they, yet. They are they're fucked. they're on their way. There's... What you, really, I thought they did the UFC thing. To we'll have to see how that plays. <laughs> it's but it's I, a smart move, and if they play do. it smart and say not a goddamn word and let everybody in the UFC say the most egregious shit and let everybody else attach it to the name of Bud Light and then don't say no, well, that's going to be well, their way the out. But that's the their only way is. out. The other side well, here is that they are going to be reminding an audience that does not like them how much they still exist. That's possible. No, it's, so it's so their, their only option there is they either have to co-sign basically everything Sean Strickland says from, you know, men masquerading and LARPing as women is not cool to, uh, you know, January 6th, literally <laughs> the other day, January 6th was the most matriotic thing he'd ever seen. You know, to to any number of these things, like uh, 
Oh shit. Well, There's you know, it, it, it'll be it'll be interesting how this all pans out. I think one of my 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 favorite comments that I made and I'm not touting my own horn, but thinking about it, one of the, the debates that we've had philosophically for a long time is does life imitate art or does art imitate life? And <laughs> now we have a very clear answer. Art imitates life. And if it doesn't imitate life, it gets shit right the fuck out. And shut right the fuck down. So it's not really a, a philosophical question anymore. Oh, uh, by the by, just a big part of the Warner Brothers problem is they own the DC catalog. So they haven't... Um, I like DC. Th- well, that's that's where it's gone. I mean, they've got a lot of good properties, but it's been... That's why it's not being made. They that's why they're not poorly, poorly getting shit done. Yeah. Why aren't they? Why aren't they getting shit done? Because it's Warner Brothers. They tried to build a. Uh, they tried to build a unified um, DC universe, and and they fucked they, it up. Yeah, they absolutely did. They. Uh, they and it a, wasn't even in, like with the audience necessarily. The production side of it got fucked. Yeah. Really. I mean, the Snyder the Snyder release the, that was like. That that was a thing that they should have capitalized on as a way to build momentum for the next installation in their series, and they just fell flat. What was the Snyder release? I remember hearing of, about uh, uh, um, it. was a Snyder Justice cut League, of right? uh, uh, Justice League. Yeah, it was. It's four hours of movie. Really? It's, it's really it's it's really good, but it's also four fucking hours. So, you know, strap in if you're going to watch it or, or parse it up into a couple of servings. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's post uh, me leaving media, Very so good I genuinely watch. don't care at all. But, you know, it's in one of those kind of oh. extended cut of Lord of the Rings kind of deals. For those of us who still partake in the cinematic universes here, yeah. the, the Snyder Cut really is, is very good. Um, it's worth watching. I remember a lot of people commenting on it and basically saying that's how DC could do it. I think from what I've seen with uh, DC and the handling – or Warner Brothers and the handling of DC Comics, there's a couple main issues. One is they never allow for consistent characters. That That was actually what the MCU did very well was you had Iron Man, and Iron Man was Actually, always Robert Downey Jr., well, and he was not always that. doing Iron Man Except stuff. It's that, that they, didn't have a, they didn't have a person running that behind the scenes. Which the they, didn't have here, a, they didn't have a comic code, basically. They, the mm-hmm. downside here is that is the movie, the, the character you specifically referenced, the, uh, the one that, that uh, was following him through those movies, uh, they should have stuck with Cuba Gooding Jr. for Rhodey because he's a better actor. That's. That kind of I would agree with that. The way they swapped in Don Cheadle, the way they swapped in Don Cheadle, I was wondering what the fuck they were doing. It's like these are very different actors with very different ways of playing the same fucking role, it, and they, they, they just, are. Like, they just didn't expect anybody to notice. What the fuck? They well, you know, they it's 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 the way. I mean, I, I guess it was probably Cuba Gooding Jr. probably said, "Well, I'm actually worth more than you paid me in the first movie." That's well, and I suspect – don't forget, right, like when Iron Man came out, we we should consider that the first real superhero movie. Iron Man well, – The first real Marvel really... movie, I guess. In, no, in the, I mean – In the MCU. I would certainly say for the MCU, but I would actually go further and say that, like, yes, there had been superhero movies before it, but that was the first there one that been... proved that they could be successful. 
there have been Marvel superhero movies before. The whole the, the, the right. whole uh, uh, Blade but trilogy. none of them had been successful until Iron Man. Not not at the level. Uh, not at the level of motivating the whole MCU. And sure. what was Iron Man first, or wasn't it X Men? No, well, X-Men so had I, a series before that. Spider Man had a X- series before X-Men that. Series no, I don't mean series. That. I However, mean the movies. Was wasn't uh, the, no, I, I mean these were the fucking movies. Okay, yeah. There's there's the Spider Man yeah. trilogy. There was the X Men trilogy. Yeah, but yes, Spider Man was Sony. So however, kind of however, and here's the key. Again, it wasn't consistent characters. It wasn't consistent plot lines. It wasn't something where they released. You know, they they went through. So Tobey Maguire was Spider Man for a little bit. Uh, and I think movies, they got yes. three movies out of him, and, and that's then the closest happened. they got to anything being consistent. Right? Blade was Wesley Snipes? If, now here's the thing: they're talking about making another Blade now for, to to bring people back to the MCU. And if those motherfuckers no, don't they get are Wesley making Snipes, another Blade right now, and it does not star Wesley, Wesley Snipes. So see, it doesn't. Matt, they fucked up. They fucked up. Yeah, of course. They I don't did. know. I mean, Wesley. So Wesley Snipes is old, man. I know, but he's like. Look, if they want, if if they well, want to do Blade, they got that one they, dude who's old as shit to do another. Um, you know my name. You know my set of skills. Whatever the fuck that thing is. Yeah, oh, the uh... Le- yes, Liam Neeson. They got him to do another one of those. They had to do like seventeen jump cuts for every single time he did an action scene. <laughs> but you know, fuck, they can do it. Well, here's the, here's the thing I mean, I'll say is that like I Blade, Blade as a character, like the whole Daywalker thing, is is ripe for propagation to a new generation of actors. It what is. they need to do is get his ass in the movie so that they can make it happen with I, him involved. I would, I would yeah. agree yeah, that it, Wesley Snipes has to. Yeah, Harrison Ford is still role. acting. A great example there from the from the audience. Oh, barely. Oh, just barely. But he, but he is <laughs> okay. Fair, but that's not far off from how it always was. But still, I, I feel, I feel so bad for Harrison Ford because I am sure, like that dude. I think he owns a ranch in Montana or something like that, and I think that's what he would much rather be doing with his time. But I Probably. think he's locked into a contract because that's the only reason I can see him going back for these indie films. Uh, oh my god. I think that South Park did the right the right approach for uh, Indiana Jones four, and then everything after that's just been a continuation of the rape. Well, they do own yeah. his likeness in perpetuity, so you know once he gets really tired of it, they can just do it. Yeah, I'd I'd agree with that. Like, isn't it pretty amazing? Like, this has been a wild year, right? Yeah, especially for movies and cinema. An absolutely so. wild year. Think back six months ago and where we were and what was going on then. That was Sound of Freedom, this indie film from a goddamn religious studio, blew $250 million domestic on like $5 million of production costs, and it beat out Indiana Jones, which had... <laughs> I yep. think Indiana Jones ended up making its money back, but not much more than that. Um... Yeah, maybe. And now we're, you know, we just, like, it, it, when we start talking about these Disney flops, they were talking about, I remember somebody saying, oh, they just had three flops in a row. No, they've had quite a few flops in the row. Like, I think the first yeah. big one was Indiana Jones, and that was followed by, uh, what is it, for other flops, we got uh, Captain Marvel, uh, Wish, yeah. and there was one other one in that 
Oh, anything that's Star that. Wars? I I, I just mm. ignore Star Wars. Well, I mean, I'm not a, but, I'm not a huge Star Wars fan. No, they, Star Wars they, they have actually all six. been doing very poorly since. Yeah, they have. Imagine buying. Imagine being Disney and buying a five billion, making a five billion dollar investment, and not being able to make your money back, and falling like a billion and a half short because you threw Kathleen Kennedy on it, and she had to fucking make a Star Wars character, a Mary Sue. It's and I've, I've talked to well, Star Wars fans, and they're like, "It's well, gotten Ray so bad for Disney. Stuff. It has gotten so bad for Disney now that in three weeks, Steamboat Willie." Is public domain. It's oh, gotten yeah. so bad that they couldn't push but it this, out again. The and they've the always, Mickey every single movie. time, pushed it out. But there's, they, their public capital is so low that they can't even get Steamboat Willie pushed out again. It's it's the Mickey Mouse curve. It's going to finally have a termination point. Fucking mm. finally. It is, it's absolutely been terrible for... Well, look, the last time they, they fucked everything. with it, they managed to get copyright extended to the life of the author plus 70 years. Yeah. Or Every 95 scene, years from publication. With, with, with the, uh, with the automatic copyright, um, uh, involved. So every sneeze on a napkin you make, the little painting you make with your snot when you open it back up, that's copyrighted for your life plus 70 years. Every wipe you do in the toilet. That's yep. your artistic expression. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. But you know what? It, it'll be that'll be interesting when that that falls from Disney. Well, we're gonna see. Some, well, twenty twenty four is I mean, gonna be a we wild, already we already saw what happened when year. Winnie the Pooh fell out of. I was, that's out exactly of, what I was gonna say. Like, what happened with Winnie the Pooh? Oh that my god! Amazing. Did that ever? Was that like an actual release, or was that just like some internet? Thing? I think it's just a meme. It no, a meme. it's it's a real thing. I know it's a it real is? thing. I, I, I just didn't know whether yeah. it was like a fan project or whether it actually had theater. No, it, it had money behind it. Not like a lot of money, but actual money. Are we talking oh, like yeah. Sundance, or are we, t- are we talking like like it went to like the festivals? Theaters, like yeah, no, it went to the festivals and went to some theaters. But I mean, there's a lot that didn't want to get uh, it. You got to remember when it was released. You know, it's like COVID times, so. Hmm. But you know that being said, it didn't do super well. But you know it had I mean, some money behind it. It wasn't. It did better than fucking Disney release. Oh, that is that is interesting. It is interesting to see what will happen here. I think the 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 fun part is going to be watching Disney course correct. I'm looking forward to that. I think everybody else who's listening should be looking forward to that because that'll be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, that's going to be a lot of fun. Oh yeah, no, it's next year's going to be uh, it's going to be a trip. It's going to be an absolute uh, an absolute trip. I'm uh, very very excited. Uh, well, you know, and and I big the, the great part is that you know we. Our, if we go back to where we were when we first started this, 2020, I think, is when I started talking to you guys. It was, it was late I mean, outside of... We started, this, we started actually like doing the podcast in... August 2020. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it was like... We, we tried to do it for most of August, and I think we actually got started in late August. Yeah. 
And that's that's about like I think I came in for the, the second episode. And you came in for like yeah, second or third, right? Second. Something like that. Something like that to talk about masks. I, but yeah. like, I was, consider I was stuck and, sitting there card wrangling Evan for the first one. That's totally the direction that was going, not the other way around. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, you know, you had to practice your Jew skills. Right? Very much. I, I waved yeah. my hands around and spoke the spoke the magic words. You're you're very verklempt. <laughs> but like, consider consider where we were and the perspectives that we had back in 2020, and what we were talking about the back then. You know, we were sitting there and and making yeah. statements along the lines of like I would be sitting there and saying, "Hey," and this was I swear to God, it was like every other month they'd be like, "I thought that we'd already gone as far as we could possibly go." And then they took it further. And now we're at the point where that rubber band is snapping back. And it is really cool to watch. I, I am, I'm not necessarily happy about it, to be honest. Uh, I think... Uh, oh, yeah, it's... There are it's, some, some it's aspects be interesting of liberalism to see how far and progressivism and leftism that I like. And there's certain things about conservatism that I absolutely despise. Uh, you know, right now I am aligned with the conservatives, but I am not their ally. If you go back 2004, 2008, that time frame when you had McCain and you had uh, Bush and, and all that crew of neocons, I was not there with them. I'm never going to be able to get into the the tolerance of the of the 700 Club or whatever the fuck they want to call themselves. You don't, you don't want to be but, in the Skull and Bones? Come on, man. <laughs> I, I do not. I do not. I mean, all you gotta but, do is like get naked well, and jack off a. Seeing as I, I am, gotta, seeing as I have to get out of here. Speaking of skulls and bones. Well, yeah. you know. What, what about them? There was a certain there was a certain table that was occupied by a centerpiece recently. Ah yes, this unfortunate, unfortunate discussion that we have to have. Well, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if it's a it table. It rises up in conversation. Uh, but it is a chamber, and it does involve being filled. And it does involve bones. So I guess we might as well. Steve, Steve is handling this very well. It is. It is. So, so I saw the Krasensteins uh, tweet something on this, and they were they were like, "Hey, why is it that I've actually I I respect the Krasensteins. I know that I that I I respect I the grift." I think that they have – I think that uh, at least one of them has, like, a legitimate case. But in this case, with the Senate thing, um, I I disagreed. I, so so I like sex. I love sex. I think sex is wonderful. I know that not necessarily everybody is as enthusiastic as I am about it. Um, I am not gay. I have no interest in that. But I can appreciate – wanting to do things i can also appreciate doing things on your paid time and i can appreciate doing things at your paid workplace uh i i'm not going to confirm or deny whether that has ever occurred in my in my realm certainly sure. not recently but not saying that there hasn't been instances in the past um but at the same time like i think it was ed was sitting there and, and saying something along the lines of, would you be mad at all of these other things? There is a very large difference between sexual gratification, sexual satisfaction, sex for whatever it is that you want to do, a little bit of sexual adventure, and then filming it. 
right? Those Not are just those it. are filming it so you can sell it later. Filming it so you can sell it later, or or whatever whatever the fucking purpose was that they they had going in. There is a difference between having sex for the sake of having sex with you and your partner, and having sex for the purpose of distribution. And it is very clear in the case of the Senate butts fucking scene that they were intending to distribute it. And it was intentional, and it was part of this. And uh, while I don't take issue, you know, I think my favorite line was this guy's like, everybody's mad at me because I'm gay. No, we're mad at you because you chose – I don't even think that, like, people are mad that he had sex in the Senate, right? If this had been a, hey, this had been caught on security tapes, and so be it. It'd be it like, wasn't oh, that's that. fucking weird. Well, if it had been it'd be like, yeah, whatever, tapes, a weird then dude. the FBI would have it, and they'd be blackmailing him to get things done, and it wouldn't have come what, out what, in public. Sure, sure, but, like – if you do things, and he was Ed was sitting there and trying to to, to tie it to Laura uh, Laura Bobbitt. He's doing his Ed thing. Bobert, uh, Bobit, Bobert, yeah. Right, Bobert. Uh, which you know, power to Bobert. I I think that it's great that she is a sexual woman in her sexual prime doing sexual things. Like power to her, really. And she's she's incredibly hot, and in all of those wonderful things. I don't have an issue with these guys doing what they did. Uh, I do have an issue with the fact that they filmed it and intended to distribute it. And that's what makes it different than the Bobert situation. That's what makes it different than a lot of these situations is they were not having sex well, for the purpose of having sex. They were having sex for the purpose of communicating a political message. Now, I have, and, I have something else to add to this that I think is very important in this current year. Uh, a year more or less defined by brands just nose diving and crashing and burning almost I entirely you were on say purpose a year defined by brand which would be right on point but i'm just but i wouldn't say it's we been had, a we had we had bud, we had bud light ab and bev crashing and diving and what i can't understand is why hostess would do this twinkies are never going to be the same I don't know if you guys knew that, but like there's the scene, the picture with him on covered and stuff, and is written on him Twinkie slut. Oh uh, no, actually, I was not aware of that. I actually, didn't. Well, need now to you are aware, aware of the punchline of that joke, and unfortunately, I had to explain it. <laughs> yeah, well, that is unfortunate. I'd have been, but again, not ever knowing why that. would why would hostess do this? Uh, I mean, much funnier. I don't know. I. Uh... No, it wasn't. <laughs> it was fucking hilarious. Yeah. I am declaring this so. Well, you well, know. <laughs> Craig, you're a science Jew, not a media Jew. You don't have this authority. Yeah, you, you really don't. You're kind of. You got the central bank down. As go I play said, with your. Laterally. Go play with your CBDCs. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. Like, it's. Oh god, I still have I still have two uh, two uh, uh, two different um, coins that I created: Tard Shard and Chan Coin. <laughs> well, there's... I mean, I've done fuck all of them, but I did give nine thousand one Chan Coin to myself. I congratulations. Was it a ninety percent pre mine? No, you can literally <laughs> just make the contract and then send yourself whatever. Um, better. I, I Even guess more I valuable. Guess the, the, when we when we dig into like this whole entire thing, 
I I really think this is tied to an attitude within the Democratic Party. That's, that's not inaccurate. That's not inaccurate. Right? And actually, a real quick note. Let's just uh, let's just give it up for the man who laid it all out and got fucking canceled as canceled can be. Madison Cawthorn. Now, I gotta say, speaking of things that that are having have too much thought put into them, uh, too much thought and effort put in that don't matter. I do want to address the comment in the chat that says you guys put so much thought and effort into things that don't matter, and you'd be right. We absolutely do. Entire this entire podcast is us shit talking, shit posting. Well, uh, large, this particular episode part. pretty much has been. They aren't all. Well, I mean, you know, I, I, so, so I, I have, I've heard this. Shooting uh, the shit, having fun. I, I have, I have heard this. This is a commentary that comes up a lot. Is why do you think about it so much? And, and, and it's, you know, unfortunately, and I suspect Craig's the same way. Uh, I am here. Um, you can't turn it off. <laughs> like it just doesn't. It doesn't stop. It's this perpetual thing. Yeah. I can drink a lot. And it still doesn't and stop. I was going to say, and that just makes it worse because then I start yeah. talking about it. Worse. What was it? I, 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 <laughs> I we, were, my mouth. we were, we were talking about, uh, we were talking in, in this, this whole NBA thing with, with her friends there. Um, they were talking about all these psychotropics, which I've never, I've never done psychotropics. Um, but you know, my, my, the, the most inebriated I've ever been. Actually, there's, there's different things that i've that you recall i've experienced uh but yeah that's that well no i've actually never blacked out drunk but one of the most was you know i was trying to get laid and my wife said that she was not able to do it at the moment because of how intoxicated she was and so you know at that time without the ability to really maneuver safely through the woods and acknowledging that that was when i develop my theory of gravitational electromagnetism right like you don't it doesn't yeah that's that's excessive and doesn't need to be said and no thought needs but you can't shut it off it's not like it's not like a thing that you're like okay we're done for now i've worked really hard on this it's like your baseline and and there are times where you work really hard and you do overthink things and and it's painful but it requires quite the uh concerted effort you know advanced engineering classes maybe but then the rest of this is play and shit posting that's really what it is right you know i i don't this is not an income generator for us so we we don't we not don't yet. talk deep thoughts here i don't We're, know about you but i am 100 beholden <laughs> yeah this is probably your only deep, source of income or the closest the, you're going to get to deep, income the extraordinarily deep pockets running our show Hey, look. Yeah, where where you if, give, I, if I didn't deliver these, these Chinese food that. stuffs, there is no way that I would be able to keep the internet on to make this happen. Ah, that is. Somebody has got hey, to take the bat soup to the people. You see, you this see, listeners, true. he is working for you. I am. I am breaking my back for you people. <laughs> I mean, if you're breaking your back delivering Chinese food, I have some serious questions. Hey, sometimes well, it does come in, have... a, in a full-size box, man. You know, people... It's because they're always hungry right after they finish. He's got to come back. Mm. I see. So it's a repetitive a repetitive motion injury is what we're talking about here. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, okay. 
It's it's just that it happens to a wallet instead of a, a body joint. Hmm. 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 Oh my god. Oh, but um, before uh, you go, Craig, I don't know if you caught this uh-huh. one. Uh, there was um, there's something going around about. Um, well, there was a lot of there's some real high dollar items that were getting sold on Etsy. Uh, photographs. I saw that. Yeah, I saw that. I saw. You know that what it too. reminded me of? It reminded me of the last time that happened, and everyone was told it doesn't matter. You know the IKEA thing. Oh, was it IKEA or you was mean it the Wayfair? Thing? Um, Wayfair. Wayfair. Okay. Well, it's same shit. I mean, it's just it's crap furniture. No one actually wants. Well, yeah. yeah I, mean, I same shit. I did. Day. I did see that. That is. It is. Now, ultimately. You know, again, there's there's always an element of the market where you can ask for whatever the fuck it is that you want to ask for. It doesn't mean you're going to get it. For right? sure. Like, you know, like, I want I, I want to believe that they've got the eBay special where they bought they bought the you know the quote picture of the little girls and they got sent exactly what's on the website that photo. Yeah, I, I yeah, want to believe I, I that was, that's what happened. Yeah, one hopes that I was if you're paying. Uh, about doing... Shall I read from the uh, the listing here? Low in stock, only one left, $4,000 pizza file, instant download, encrypted from Yummy Yum Pizza. And uh, let me see the... Uh... <laughs> you know, if, 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 if I wanted to believe that someone was fucking with people to, like, to try and get the, Q, the, the QAnon nuts like in a, fr- in a foaming at the mouth frenzy, like if I, if I was the person fucking with them, I would absolutely ring back shit to Pizzagate to make them all go crazy. But like, and that's I what mean, it sounds like, but it's also, it's it also really like fucked me. up. I, I, I'm like 90% sure this is somebody messing with other people. I hope it's that. Like it I, could I, also be, it like it could also be they stock were... photos or something like that. I don't know what the going rate for a stock photo is. Well, the images uh, that were posted are pretty obviously AI generated. So I mean, that. I, again, I I am not saying that there isn't something insidious. However, what I am saying is that there are a thousand people who sat there and got really into NFTs, and uh, <laughs> that has just about equal monetary value. So, not in the true. event that they've actually managed to maintain some of their value as long as they, they weren't an ape, yeah. It, it, uh, it's as long sure. as you can see, then you have a uh, better value than the ape, whatever's. This is true. I, I suppose. I suppose. I'm just saying that, like, there's a lot of get-rich-quick schemes out there. There are. And honestly, posting something to the internet at some stupid, ridiculous price <laughs> is not the worst one I've heard of. I'm not saying that's what's going on. I'm just saying that, like... I can see that being a reasonable oh, yeah, way to. There might be nothing there maybe, at all. Nothing. Maybe at one all. in a million people just sits there and is like, "Yeah, I really like that fucking thing." And that's a fraction of the price of modern art, right? Like, it's a fraction of the price of modern art. <laughs> so, I don't know. No, I mean, we do need to be mindful that some of the fact checkers on these things did end up going to jail for possession of child porn. But I'm sure that's completely unrelated. That's probably not related at all to the fact that they found that these were not actually, you know, children being trafficked in any way. You know, it's it's probably a completely unrelated coincidence. 
I yeah. Well, I, you know, you know, a lot of these folks are just really lucky or unlucky. Like, uh, you know, we can go back to the the very origin of the Pizzagate, uh, the Pizzagate conspiracy. You know, with the uh, Comet Ping Pong Pizza. You know, a a crazed man goes in there with a revolver and an AR and shoots so, off one I, shot. And uh, you know, he because he's got to get into that that back room for whatever reason and and the one shot well I, uh, it was it was unfortunately able to destroy all the Are hard you? drives there but yeah as i step out of here because i am uh i will say that um friend of our show uh lieutenant sarge uh sends us regards and also um mentions that if we want to make money we should uh we should do stuff on youtube that, that would be uh, nice yeah, i kindly informed him that that's where we began it it would be lovely if we could do that. Uh, it would be lovely. Yeah, he does. He does have a point though, and he says to you know clip things and put them on uh, YouTube. Indeed, he does. Uh, so. so, as a quick note to anybody listening, if you catch Maybe. anything that's funny or good, send the timestamps along to me or Craig because we're kind of terminally online. We chat at. Uh, you can yeah. find Craig at uh, <laughs> Craig Bob ninety nine. You can find me at that fake guy Dan. But um, if. Like yeah, if, if there's any uh, good little clips or funny bits, just send me a send either one of us a uh, rough timestamp. Yeah. Doesn't have to be super close. I can dig. Doesn't have to be exact. Time. We can scroll for a few minutes. You know, I don't mind listening to it a little bit, but we do like three hour shows on the regular, so it's a little ridiculous to th- do something like that. Yeah, yeah, no, there's all sorts of shit we can't mention on YouTube. So, oh no, uh, and, and I'll I will correct Anon in the chat here. You can absolutely mention Jews on YouTube these days, as long as you say Allahu Akbar afterwards. Oh right, yeah, you know maybe mention uh, how we've got a and all that. You know, then then it'll probably be. They're okay. literally saying gas the Jews in the street. Well, yeah, you know but, what, but was, I can't do a Palestinian really accent, and they won't let me do it. I, I don't know. I, I think I missed the uh, the thing where you guys. I'm assuming you guys talked about the whole presidents and sitting down with Congress. And of course, that's my congresswoman who, who got all the <laughs> that's credit. Unfortunate there. too. I I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. I'm I'll put it this way. Like I saw that, and my first response was, well, I uh, I think that <laughs> I think that that you know. I agree in principle with a congresswoman, but if I had to be lord dictator of a school, my response would probably be something something akin to that, right? It would be something along the lines of, so, you know, the problem wasn't that the problem wasn't that they um that they wanted to protect free speech, it's that they were umbrellaing under free speech, literal physical fucking assault. And then hey, try to scapegoat that shit. I, but I otherwise, agree I think 100%. you absolutely should be you absolutely should be able to say dumb shit on campus. Why the f- you're? It's literally the time you're supposed to be able to say dumb shit. Yes, when you're yes, it is. I I am you're supposed to be stupid. I I am a hundred percent in agreement. Now, I think I I don't think that Stefanik's uh, approach was the right one. I think what she should have done was uh, say, "I appreciate you standing up for the Constitution." Now, tell me whether or not it's okay to say no fat chicks, and you know, no, no, no. there are only two I, genders or any of those other things. Make sure that everybody's allowed free speech. Let's, I can shorten all of that for you. Yeah, I can shorten all of that for you. You can say I agree with you in principle, but please stop being a yenta, and that would set her off. <laughs> Well, wow. I don't right. know. I think it's just you know with... we should we should make the, the question clear. It's like you know, if if you can do the one, then I should be able to go full T and D. You know, sure. Yep. Uh, now, now I 
I uh, I am stepping. No free out. speech is free speech. I was gonna say. I was going to say, with that, I'm stepping out, but there I am. I'm stepping out. Nah, so, you gentlemen, have a fantastic evening. A good evening to you, sir. It's been a pleasure. As always, you can find Craig at CraigBob99, all the places. I visit your local synagogue, of course. Of course. I'll be there with the uh, with the rest of the Jews in charge of the world. Yeah, the, yeah, the Council of Elders and all that. <laughs> yes. <indeed. clears throat> all right, Craig. Talk to you again soon, buddy. All right, guys. So, All right. anyway, we do have a couple of good stories, too, that we can close on. It's It has been such a crazy, crazy week, though. It has. It has. It's been, uh, it was interesting to watch, for sure. Well, we started with a good piece of news, which you weren't here for, and that is, I don't know if you caught this, actually, too. There's been an... Um, there's been a stay on the destruction of the uh, Confederate Reconciliation I did mon- see that. Monument. Yeah. I did see that. Yeah, I I, I am stunned because if I remember correctly from what I was reading, uh, I believe it was illegal for them to take it down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so, so like, I mean, again, this is one of those things where, where when we turn around and we start talking about things like the, the Charlottesville <laughs> March and all the other things there – I I am 100% in opposition to people wanting to tear down the history, right? I do not believe in whitewashing history. I don't think that you're somehow making it better by sitting there and saying, we're going to take these monuments down. Those are historical monuments. They represent uh, an actual image in time. And we should be able to hold on to what our past was, warts and all, Uh, the good and the bad. And and it's not necessarily a celebration of an individual uh, or an endorsement of every single thing that they ever believed or said. Uh, and, and it's very strange, to me at least, but I'm assuming to other people as well, uh, it is very strange to me that somehow we have these people who are putting up statues of literal pieces of shit and human garbage like George Floyd and tearing down stuff that are you know, major components of history. You know, a dude who had a drug addiction and overdosed is not a major component of history, but, you know, the reconciliation for the Civil War, that was. Real quick, actually, on that, because there was this this lefty guy that was a contributor to BBC, I think, but I'm not 100% sure. But uh, he got this, put together a thread that was blowing up of, um, you know, here 19 different times that Derek Chauvin used this very same maneuver on different people. And it's like, oh, so hold on. Wait. So you're saying that he did this 19 other times and it was completely And there was no, break, no, no other problems? Yeah. Huh. Yep. And so I'll do the well, question. That's down, the thing but... is if you, if you look at the video, he's not, he's not on the neck. He was on the back. Mm-hmm. It is a restraint. And yeah. unfortunately, there's yeah, an individual. Is Derek Chauvin who is a shitty human really being high. and a shitty cop? Probably. Probably. But that's just because he's a cop. Well, not just because right? he's like a cop. That's... He actually, apparently, kind of is a shitty, shitty person. Is he really? Yeah, it seems like. But that's never killed nobody. You know? Yeah. It's like, you know, he might be a, a shitty asshole, but he didn't kill George. Fucking uh, that drug dealer that. 
shut right the fuck up once they were like, oh, hey, we're not going to give you immunity anymore. You know, that guy that was in the uh, vehicle that gave him the pills, that fella, yep. that's who killed George Floyd. Oh, I'm sure. But we, we don't hear another fucking word about him. Nope. No, we do not. Not word one. So we've got, uh, like I say, we'd like to uh, have good news at the end. Uh, so I've got uh, one. I don't know if it's good or if it's bad, but it's definitely really funny. So uh, a few days ago, Twitch updated their terms of service to allow tasteful and artistic nudity. Oh, that was funny. That was funny. That was funny. So That was an entertaining few days. It was about three. And so, that's – see, that was actually – so So when you talk about stuff like this, I, I see conservatives sit there and get angry all the time. And I think that's the wrong way to handle the sociopolitical conflicts. What the Twitch uh, users did was the right way, right? Twitch posted this thing, so, so this all falls out. The actual full story is that there was this major Twitch user who decided that she was going to, because Twitch used to have this, you know, no nudity thing. She was going to sit there and basically run her show topless. But she positioned the camera just above the nipple line because that was the uh that's that's where twitch previously in their previous guidelines drew the line and said thou shalt not go you know the nipples can't be exposed no pussy no nothing yep right and so this this twitch user basically showed you almost everything except for the actual nipples and it was very clear that that was the way she was doing her show. And and so, uh, you know, she is a major user. She brings in a lot of revenue for Twitch. And people said, hey, this is like against the policy that you have where you can't have sexually subjective material or whatever the hell it is. And so then Twitch revised the policy and said it can be artistic nudity. And so there – a whole bunch of people essentially – you know, I do not – the people are sitting there and saying, "Oh yeah, you know, it was it was because of money." And maybe that's what it is, but I really think a lot of this was a protest against the policy change to protect Twitch's financial uh revenue in in favor of like not sitting there exposing kids to fucking streamers who are are doing stuff. But you had VTubers who would come in with full-on hentai. Well, I'm going to say yes and no on that because there was that's one of the examples I liked, I'd like That's to cite. That's one of the examples. Because there was an autogynophile that uh, wasn't even trying, that just happens to use a female avatar because that's what they get off on. And, uh, you know, was just doing everything short of penetration stuff. Yep. And then the avatar, of course, was at what, like one millimeter above the nipple line and drawing the... And then, of course, the avatar itself was shown as an artistic piece at the right in a full nude with uh, various nudes going off in the background in a cycle yep. while, while and... working on some piece of uh, lewd art. So, yeah, the whole thing is uh, I, there, I also, there were some that I... were totally abusing the system because it's like, I'm finally free. I can I can finally sell my smut to everyone. Yep. I think one of my favorites was somebody actually showed, like, legitimate porn. Um, but what they did was they animated a cartoon of, like, what was happening. <laughs> instead of, like, you know, it, it is it is instead of somebody going down on somebody, they're, they're like, enjoying a pizza. Mm. 
Having a tasty hot dog. Having a tasty hot dog. You know, stuff like that, licking an ice cream cone. Mm. All of those, all of those double entendres. That was actually really funny. But, but that's the conservatives need to learn um, that that's probably the appropriate way to protest these things, rather than just sitting there and getting angry and stomping your feet and shaking your fist at the sky. Like I, I, there's been a half a dozen different cases that I've seen this week where we have explicit discrimination against whoever, men, white people, conservatives, for whatever reason. Oh it is. well, let, hold on, should, hold on. Actually, have you, yeah, actually, on that, let's stop for a quick second because the uh, somebody dug into the hard coded preferences of Microsoft's AI and the thing has hard coded anti white bias. It oh is yeah, literally I saw that. a that fucking genocide machine. That was that was definitely interesting. Stop hurting white people is listed as anti Semitic hate speech. Yep. I, I... But those are the kinds of things that people need to do, right? Like they need – what I was saying is that, that conservatives and libertarian types need to not get mad. They need to turn around and say like, OK, if these are the rules that you want to play by, let's break those rules. And believe me – so 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 again, my, my job – I'm a nuclear engineer uh, in I, – I, mostly I do trash and hazmat and waste disposal and, and D&D stuff. Um, but – my job is compliance and making sure that we follow the rules. And every single time I find a rule that I think is fucking stupid and somebody wants to enforce it, I take it to the absolute literal extreme and force them to walk it back. And it's, it is amazing how quick when, when you have something that is incredibly stupid, uh, how quick people are going to back off of it as soon as you point out how incredibly stupid it is. And that's like the Twitch users who are sitting there once they put in the artistic nudity policy. I'm sure some folks were grifting, but I'm also sure some folks folks were making a point. And that is how the, the right needs to learn to fight the culture war stuff is to not turn around and grab copies of genderqueer and go, oh, hey. So in other well, words, actually, don't, uh, don't allow the slippery slope. Just go ahead and throw some oil on that bitch and get on right, the slippy slope. Yeah, exactly. Like I, I am accelerationist to the core. The, the appropriate way to handle when they were sitting there and they wanted to, to ban genderqueer was not to do that. It was to shove it in everybody's face. Right. The the appropriate thing that the conservatives did uh, this time with the Senate staffer having butt sex in the uh, the uh, Senate room, that the issue that the, they could have turned around and said, oh, this is heinous. But they sat there and they showed pictures and pictures went everywhere on the Internet and videos went everywhere on the Internet. And it made it impossible, absolutely impossible to hide from this thing. And that's what conservatives and libertarians need to do. They need to turn around and be like, "Oh, oh, you think that's okay? All right, let's let's lean into that. Let's let's take that and use our opponent's momentum against us." Because when you just sit there and you resist all the time, and that's what you do—that's that's your modality—is resistance. Then they get to sit there and 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 sit there with a smug thing and saying, "Oh, look at these, uh, you know, self-glorifying idiots." Whereas if you basically lean into their shit and throw it in everybody's face, they very quickly end up having to face criticism and well, retract whatever the, stupid nonsense they the have. easiest example of that is the parent teacher meetings when when they'll take gender queer or this book is uh, gay or whatever the fuck which one uh, they've got that particular day that happens to have graphic depictions of gay sex and uh like i'm going to read to you this this passage and yes. it's like 
And then he took out his penis and put it into his mouth and had a wonderful time. And Yep. And, and, uh, and they're and, like, we, we can't have this. Like, well, it, I got it from the school library. So I don't know right, why exactly. you can't have it, it here. And that's, you know, when 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 they want to talk about banning books, uh, you know, the the appropriate thing that DeSantis did was he took out genderqueer and he started showing it and they had to cut the fucking stream. And it, then you just turn around and you wait every, you know, on the view, if the view is up there and you had a conservative go up there, you should be like, so you think that, that we should just allow that kind of material? Well, I'm so glad for that. Here, I'm going to go walk up to the camera and we'll go flip through a couple pages of this book. And if they if they cut me off, then they are, they're basically full of shit, right? And that's that's how you need to do it. You need to lean into these things. Let your opponent sit there because if, if we believe – in our heart of hearts that they're doing something insane and stupid at, and we believe that we represent the majority opinion rather than a fringe minority then we should have no issue with sitting there and showing what we believe to be extreme nonsense to moderates and it should probably resonate oddly enough it does it should and if it doesn't we're wrong you know I I, I stand with uh I stand with Elon Musk's Vox Populi, Vox Day. Now, that being said, there are certainly some things that Elon could speak out about and chooses not to. Like and what? Anything involving China. Uh, mm-hmm. So, say a word. so I, will, I will offer He's got that there to is do. a value. So, so there is a value in having... There's a value in not necessarily always pushing the most extreme version of your values. Well, right? let's I, let well, I, uh, the point I'm trying to make here is that he's, and this is something that uh, has been brought up by a couple of folks. I've brought up similar ones. You know, he says he's a free speech absolutist. He's most certainly not. He's absolutely. I not. disagree with that. He's. Not. I disagree with that. He I am. Is. I am a free speech absolutist for sure. But I also, you know, I also temper my speech on numerous occasions when I feel it is better served. Just because you have the right, it's just one you thing the right not to say, to say whatever something. you want. Well, well, I get what you're saying. It's exactly. one thing not to say something or to not answer a question. It's another to give the CCP answer. Okay, you I could just disagree assume, with that. I don't. So, so if I turn around, let's let's let's. Let's theorycraft this. If I had to turn around and make a choice, and my choice is I say something and I'm never allowed to say anything else again, but I get my, my one point out in the world, or I basically beat around the bush on a certain issue and I perpetually you know, crop dust my thoughts and philosophy and whatnot, which of those is better? Uh, the answer is probably the crop dusting. Right, I, I'm just as I like I like beating people over the head with their dumbassedness as much as the next guy. I really do. Believe me, it's like my favorite thing about my job. But, and there is a but there. Um, I also acknowledge that that's not necessarily always the most effective means of solving problems. And yeah, no, or getting people on my side. I'm not really disagreeing with you. I'm just kind of making the point here. I'm just saying that it's not necessarily not free speech absolutism if he chooses to 
cave to the powers that be in an effort of having some impact rather than no impact at all. I don't even know if it's really impact. I mean, in my opinion, it's, it's business. I mean, China's Could a be. huge market, and you don't want to get caught off from that. It's the same. I mean, I mean it's probably the same shit that Disney does, you know? He built hey, a new uh, showroom in Xinjiang. He could have built it anywhere. He built it in Xinjiang. He built a uh, new what? Showroom? Tesla showroom in Xinjiang. For what? Showroom for what? Tesla. I mean, he's going to build showrooms around the world. Yeah. He could have built it in Shanghai. He could have built it in Hong Kong. He could have built it in Beijing. He built it in Xinjiang. What's wrong with Xinjiang as opposed to any of those others? Maybe I'm not super invested oh, uh, in the uh, geopoliticals of oh, that's, individual that's where Chinese the Uyghurs cities. Are centrally located, or were centrally located? You know, now that they're kind okay, of, kind of being made not to exist anymore. I I see what your argument is. It's like, um, and I I don't necessarily fault the guy for it. It's just. It could also if, be if that that's be where honest. China said that's the only one he's allowed to set up. Right, and he could have said, well, then, you know, we don't necessarily need one. We can do online. He didn't do that. Yeah, and, but, you know, And he's again, also said he's, he has not, he's been very CCP party line with Taiwan. I mean, that's, again, you know, I don't think that that's, it is what I don't it is. think that that's, I don't, I don't think necessarily that's necessarily agree with it. I don't, I don't think that, I, I kind of do. I kind of do, and I don't think the guy's completely honest, but mm, a completely honest person is a unicorn, so it's fine. Well, I don't, I don't know if it's fine. It's just, it is what it is, and there's degrees of things you'll accept in the world, and if that's what we've got to deal with to get to fucking Mars and to, you know, shut up the Chinese long enough that they can fuck themselves, which, I mean... Power to him. She is fucking the Chinese. So I mean, he. I'll put it this way: in the United States, the actions that he he has taken, the actions that he can, and the actions that he has taken has resulted in him taking tremendous heat from both the EU and the United States government. Like mm. they are gunning for him hard. Absolutely. Uh, now, obviously, I don't think China could do anything against him, uh, but I don't. So, so I'm a libertarian, and one of the things that really irritates me about my party is is the people who are absolutists on on things. Like, you know, the, the the folks who can't who sit there and throw up memes about how much other people love roads rather than actually either addressing the argument or acknowledging it's a weakness of libertarian philosophy. I hold the same thing for Musk. If he's going to turn around and go into China, and they're going to say, "Hey, you can open up your Tesla store here," him saying, "No, I'm not going to do that." Why? Why would you even like what what a what what did you accomplish? Did you turn around and highlight the uh, issue of the Uyghurs? No, well, no, he's he's allowed speech on Uyghurs on Twitter, right? Uh, that's allowed. You can talk about the Uyghurs. Yeah, and you can right? actually call out any of China's bullshit on. And Twitter. you can call it uh, absolutely. So so he turns around and he opens up a friggin' Tesla store and, in Shenzhen. And so yes, what? dear listener, you can call out most of Israel's bullshit as well. Unless, of course, you know, dear listener, Craig's on. In which case, he might get offended and his feelings hurt. Yeah, and he's he'll, very he'll probably try guy. and correct you, but you know, still, you can you can do the calling out. Also, uh, why we're not on YouTube? Because then we definitely your, could absolutely uh, not.
Ah, uh, yes, YouTube. Ah, uh, bless Odyssey. Bless this wonderful platform that has given us the freedom to actually put out what we want to put out, even if it is... Even if we lose out on a bit of audience, at least we can be honest. And that's kind of the most important thing. Yes, you can talk about the Jewish diaspora that's in power in the West. It's everybody kind of knows. It's kind of not even a thing anymore. As far as where you want to go with that, well, eh, you might get into some issues there. But you can talk about it and not get suspended. Because you would have gotten suspended before. Yes, indeed. Now, I wonder, I really do wonder how shit would have fallen if uh, Elon was not in charge of Twitter and October 7th went down. I really wonder where the leadership of uh, things would have fallen in that because, well, we've, we see where the foot soldiers are. The foot soldiers are like all in on the, uh, from the river to the sea. So would they go with They the, are indeed. Would they go with the narrative of the power players and say, you can't say that? Or would they go with their foot soldiers? It'd have been a hell of a thing to see, but I think that the, the narrative folks will always go do what narrative folks do. Probably so. Yes, you can. Jesus. It's not a bannable offense, dude. Uh, unless you're in um, Germany, in which case it's a jailable offense. Uh, but yeah. Yeah, careful what you say, where you are. If you're in the States, you're pretty much cool. Pretty much. And you can actually yell fire in a crowded theater. Just make sure you don't actually cause a panic. Because then... <laughs> You caused a riot or uh, an unsafe something. I don't know. They can charge you with something then, but if nobody cares, nobody cares. You just said some fucking words. And that's exactly how all of it should be. Nobody fucking cares. You just said some fucking words. And that's, I mean, that, that's the long and short of how we should really handle just about everything, to be fair. Indeed. But, let me over here. I want to have uh, want to have some good news. Oh yeah, we didn't even get to talk about the thing, the other thing. So um, yeah, there's a website. It's down now. Checked it on, and uh, it looks like it has uh, disappeared or is no longer uh, returning <clears throat> queries. Is uh, GlockSwitches dot com, uh, where at they were advertising uh, an add-on for the rear of your Glock pistol that. Uh, uh, full auto Glock switches advertised as, and then they were also selling a Glock 18 fully automatic 19 nine millimeter firepower for a four ninety nine. And I don't know. I mean, you're, you're welcome to check it out, but I got a feeling that it glows bright as the fucking day. Mm. And I mean, let's be real. The ATF is that desperate and that pathetic. I mean, they're also that salty because they've got an injunction on the FRT thing. I uh, don't know if you caught that, by the way, the force reset triggers. They've got I did an, not. They've got an injunction against uh, enforcement on that, which the force reset triggers are basically like you've got a regular trigger and then you've got a third setting where your uh, trigger reset and activation is all of about one and a half millimeters. So it's it's very, very easy to pull. As a matter of fact, the weight of the gun moving around in your hands is pretty much adequate to pull the trigger. So, mm. 
So, you know, the bolt cycling forward is generally adequate to make it uh, cycle. So you, you pull the trigger every time the bolt cycles. Just so happens that you pull the trigger exactly the moment that the hammer rests. And so you get fire rates that are almost automatic. And well, that's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's actually really dope. <clears throat> it's kind of like, uh, well, it's like a trigger pack that's like a bump stock, but being a trigger pack, it's, you know, much more precise and controllable. Hmm. So we've got that one. Uh, the bump stock thing went, uh, no, we're still waiting on an answer on the bump stock thing. The uh, brace rule has been ruled unconstitutional, so braces are now fine. Are, oh, uh, like nationwide, not just with members of the Fire and Policy Coalition or uh, 2AF or the other one that was suing them. Uh, they, the 80% rule was uh, ruled unconstitutional, so um, nobody is yet, but probably again here soon you'll be able to buy your 80% kits because an 80% lower is not a firearm until it is a firearm. <clears throat> Which again, another good thing. And mm. oh, there, I, I thought there was another cool, good one I have. Oh yeah, kind of, uh, good and bad. So uh, you'll remember how the uh, the way of addressing the border crisis at the uh, beginning of the Biden administration was to uh, put Kamala in charge. And you can see how well that was addressed. Well, uh, Kamala has now been put in charge of the uh, Federal Gun Control Organization. So you you can see the kind of hopes they have for getting that done. Mm. Let me see. What was the name of that fucking organization? I can't remember. It's like, it's like the Federal Organization for Gun Safety or something. It's... You know, one of those safe names that doesn't tell you what it is when it's actually just like, we're here to fuck you in the ass and take your rights. Mm-hmm. One of those. But, um, yeah, I don't know if that's a good story or a bad story, but it's kind of a funny story and a very telling one for where we are kind of uh, legally. Oh, the other fucking thing. Yeah, the other, again, not not necessarily good or bad. We'll have to see how it plays. But Georgia, one day... After uh, putting out an in, putting out a uh, judgment against Roger Stone, not Roger Stone, um, Giuliani, for I want to say 147 or 148 million for uh, lying about fraud. The next day, we get uh, an official finding that there were some hundred and seventeen thousand votes that were completely fraudulent in Georgia, and. There was uh there was a there was actually a um what a hearing or meeting or fucking something that was scheduled to take place on the 19th that has since been canceled once this got a lot of airplay because uh there were then you know official requests made to verify if this was real and yes in fact this finding is real so that'll make for a very interesting appeal for Rudy Giuliani and will probably make uh Fanny Willis is, or wait, is that? No, that's the other one. Fanny Willis is the New York chick. It'll probably make the uh, the DA out of Atlanta have a much more difficult case as well. So 
It'll be fun to see how these play. To be sure. Yes, you really should get back on X. It's fun. But um, be, do be mindful. They're, you know, be mindful of your slurs and don't push too hard. But you can you can go pretty hard if you're honest and, you know, you don't use naughty words. <clears throat> and God, yeah, my I'm, voice is... I'm lucky I don't use naughty words. Oh yeah, no, you're you're smart about how you talk, so you're you're able to get away with about anything. Oh, I don't, I don't uh, see. It's just not part of my my approach. I actually, I I love Craig dearly, but some of his shits, like, why, man, why? <laughs> uh... He's he has his moments. He has his moments. He has his moments. He's very proud of his moments. He is. He is. he is, and I mean, I'll be He's fair. I uh, I push the line, but moments. I I do it in a very different way. You you do you do, and it's it's entertaining. It's just every once in a while, Craig comes across my feed, and I'm like, "What the fuck, man?" Like, a ninety percent of what you just said, I don't want to read on a on a thing. My biggest problem is is uh, is my uh, I do a terrible job with punctuation and spell check and whatnot. But like, yeah, Craig is Craig is Craig is definitely out there. And then he goes, "Oh my God, I got banned!" And you're like, "Motherfucker, I actually think you should have gotten banned for that." Like, well, the funny thing is, he doesn't end up getting banned, so I don't know. He does actually. He was banned uh, like two weeks ago or something like that. Well, yeah, but I mean, not like suspended forever. No, 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 no. But he does get he does get a spanking. Oh yeah, no, he'll, pretty he will basis. get the uh, the account lockouts. That's that that does happen. Yeah, he does. And now, being I have not gotten, I've gotten one warning, and that was in during the previous administration, and that's when things were like hot and heavy too. So I'm, I've I've figured out how I've to had, exist on that platform. I've had my account locked out twice, uh, and that that was I didn't the have first to time was. Either. What's that? I didn't have to delete anything either. They were just like, "You did, you did a bad thing. We don't like it." One one time, I got locked out because they said suspicious activities on my account. That was the That's first I time got. I really experienced, and I was debating somebody on gun control, and basically I was citing nonstop statistics, pointing out that they didn't have any any actual basis to their argument, and all of a sudden I got locked out of my account for like 36 hours or something like that ah. the second time it was a uh, uh you know trans is a mental illness was the comment and uh basically citing the dsm well observation. and some other stuff uh, yeah i i was the again comment would like most the other that's stuff not I do. true yes and so that i actually had to delete the tweet mm. in order to get back i'm guessing that was uh prior administration uh no really no it was actually it was it was under musk no however I'm... it wasn't long after musk oh okay it was okay. like it was in the first you know month or so oh so okay so there were still plenty the of people first, there in the first month of acquisition things went kind of crazy and awesome and then in the second month of in, uh, of acquisition, just before he fired the oh yeah the sleepers the were starting to trust and, and safety yeah, team. Yeah. That was when all of a sudden they, they did this heart and it was just that kind of thing. Like trans was a mental illness, trans is this, trans is that. Um, that stuff was that they there was like a group doing that and then they got fired two weeks later. Yeah. 
Now, I will say, uh, what is it, maybe two, three months back, I got, um, I was pushing the line intentionally because that's what I do. But um, uh, what was it? I put out one tweet because somebody had said something about uh, like one of the one of the right wing trannies and or like it, was like it was about Blair White, I think. And I was like, I can't believe that this person hates trannies so much. You shouldn't hate trannies. And, uh, you know, I got the your your content cont- contains hateful speech and will not be made available to everybody or whatever. I got that mm. one and I appealed it. And well, I appealed it immediately, and then I redid it with transsexuals, and that one went up fine. And then I was like, "Can you believe that the, the Twitter hates trannies?" Uh, anyway, my appeal was actually uh, heard and put through. Really? Yeah, but uh, I had a feeling that I, I kind of knew both of those things were going to happen, and I was pushing the line to see exactly what would, and it it played out kind of like I expected. I'd have rather I hadn't got that first one. But, you know, you, you can't learn the lines without pushing at them, so, you know. I suppose that's true. And if you push at them safely, you know, because in that case, I was I was, I was, was being pro-tranny as opposed to anti-tranny. Uh, you know, if I was being anti-tranny, of course they wouldn't have let the, uh, the comments stand. But, you know, since they're, you know, pro, pro-cock-chopper, then it's, it's all good. Now, if I said cock chopper, that might have, that might not have flown. But that would have, uh, yeah, I don't think that would have gone in, gone gone as well as you would have hoped. But you know, I said tranny, and then, you know, they're like, oh, 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 he likes trannies. That's fine. <laughs> like, yeah, in my car. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> There's a Hugh Grant joke in there, but I'm gonna leave that at that because we're getting late yeah, in the night. Sure. <laughs> I mean, he he likes trannies in his cars too, but anyway, um, I think he likes the the stick shift, you know, the kind that he can hold with. Anyway, power uh, power to him, you know, power to him, whatever whatever you got to do, right? Yeah, like yeah. he likes that hands on experience. You only get what one life; say? spend it as well as you can. Uh, hell yeah. Uh, brother, was there anything you want to cover before we uh, shine off for the night? No, I just I was actually like super surprised to see you guys on tonight, and and I'm actually super surprised that I'm even conscious right now because I passed out right when I got home. Well, so I, guess, I was an... glad to catch up with you. I assumed <laughs> no. that I wasn't going to hear it to you guys, talk to you guys till next week. Yeah, that's cool. Uh, that's I don't cool. even know if I will talk to you next week because I got the family's Christmas shit next of week. Course. And I guess uh, uh, with that, brother, I wish you a you and yours a merry Christmas and. Yeah. And to everybody that'll be uh, listening around and ahead of the time, uh, Merry Christmas to you and yours. Yes, indeed. So, uh, you can find my man Steve here at Ratman720. You can find me, I'm Evan, at that fake guy Dan, all the places. Uh, do please share the uh, podcast with everybody. This same link, if you're watching live, there will be a Christmas Eve special. I'm thinking 6 p.m. Eastern Standard. Obviously, if you're listening to this podcast later, you're going to have missed out uh, unless you catch it before Christmas Eve. So try and tune in. When is Christmas Eve? What is that? Next Monday? Saturday. Tuesday? Saturday. Uh, no, Sunday. 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 Is it Saturday? Yeah, Monday's yeah. Christmas. Okay. Yeah, we are one week out as of recording. Wow. Very cool. Yeah. All right. Well, you have a good night, sir. And you as well. And uh, be well, all friends of the show. We'll see you all again real soon.